Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 84, where we take a look at the serious side of Bill Murray. We start off with The Razor's Edge from 1984, directed by John Byram. We pair that with Broken Flowers from 2005, directed by Jim Jaramusch. Razor's Edge is actually one of Eric's favorite movies, and I was very excited to do that for him and to finally put it on the podcast. And when we all try to think of a movie that we want to pair this with, we almost unanimously decided on Broken Flowers. So it was very exciting to do these two movies. Really love Bill Murray, and I think that obviously he is underrated as an actor, or, or underrated as an actor, mostly thought of back in, especially in the 80s, just thought as a, you know, the comedy guy. Uh, and we obviously had, know that he is much more capable than that, especially now he's very well known for his indie films but anyway it was really good to do these two films and i'm very excited about it as you guys know we do record our podcasts on twitch uh, and you're always welcome to join us there and we will be doing one this saturday january 22nd at 3 p.m we're going to be doing a robert altman special we're going to do mccabe and mrs miller and mash if you guys would like to join us that again is this saturday january 22nd at 3 p.m and to find us, just go to twitch.tv slash martini underscore giant. And don't forget to follow us and subscribe to us if you can. That really certainly helps us promote and support our, our, our podcast. Anyway, looking forward to seeing you there. But for now, please enjoy The Razor's Edge and Broken Flowers. I got lots of thoughts on these movies. <laughs> I'm excited. Good uh, thoughts. Uh, good, uh, good thoughts. Good thoughts. Uh, yeah. Eric, you look fine. Yeah, very much. I, 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 it actually, I was like, oh, this is going to be a good one. You know, because I like Bill Murray films for sure. And mm-hmm. I love the serious stuff. But it's interesting. Interesting. But before we get into that, since we're waiting for people, arrive, what's new with you guys? Oh, golly. Uh, I've got a couple of days of work and then I'm vacating. Yeah. Like Where are you vacationing? To my... Um, uh, room with my computer in it and playing cyberpunk probably and then hanging out with the kids and reading books while I cyberpunk? play video games. Yeah, it's a video oh, game. Yeah. yeah, video yeah. game. It's the, you know, it's the, it's the whatchamacallit game the, with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and it was the uh, the one, it came out a year ago. It was a disastrous. Disastrous launch. It was like disastrous the worst. One of the all-time worst launches. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Why? Because, because the game was broken. not even close to being done and they started selling it. <laughs> yeah and it re- like it, it required like the 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 the, the requirements for it. it was a computer you required a computer from the future to be able to operate it to make it work. oh yeah i mean yeah. like even then it would be like <laughs> like it was so it was so hack and so broken that like i just bought it now because it was on uh like a 60 percent off sale and nice. i was like okay i'll now i'll check it out they probably how much was I, it Oh, it was like 30 bucks, 35 bucks. I don't know. Cause it's That's like seven amazing. Game, right? Yeah. And uh, so I got it for like 30, 35 bucks and I was like, yeah, okay. This is like, even if it's shitty, then fine. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it was like, it's been out for a year. They've been patching the hell out of it. I'm sure that it's fixed. Right. And I would say that if I bought this today and I knew nothing about it, it w- I would say, I hope they release some patches for this thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it is still uh, quite, quite chunky and buggy. Uh, it is a, a pretty fun, pl- very playable game. And it's right. very pretty when it's running correctly. It's very, very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but man, oh man, it's like, I, I'm so, I'm glad that, cause I think that the, an enormous amount of work went into this and the artists that worked on this game, like 
delivered the goods. It's gorgeous. Like everything about it, everything they're trying to do is great. And everything that comes through is great. But the business model of game development is trash. And yeah. I'm glad the company got absolutely fried for trying to cheat people out of money. Like I think that they really, they, Oh, bad. Yeah. Like they they got sued by, sued by their own investors. They got, I think the the country of origin for the company itself almost sued them for making the country look bad. <laughs> like it was just like, it was just a hysterical mess. Mm. So it's, uh, it's made other developers be a little bit more cautious about trying to scam, uh, anxious players and they're pushing release dates all over the place to finish their games before they actually put them out. Right. Which is good. Where was the company from? I, I want to say it's like, I don't know, somewhere, uh, Eastern Europe, I believe. I'm not sure where, Maybe. but, um, it is a beautiful game and I'm really enjoying it. And I think that the, the longer it goes, the longer it's out, the better it'll be. So I, I definitely say get it cheap and support it and they'll probably do a nice job with the next uh, release of it. Nice. I do want to uh, uh, welcome, uh, yes, we're talking about Cyberpunk, Poland, and CG Project, because I believe Jesus Payeso knows something uh, about the video game world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Right, we're, we're getting more and more uh, clues <laughs> as to the identity, identity of Jesus. Yeah, uh, I believe he's, 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 he, he's worked or has worked or is currently working in the video game world uh but yes they are i guess they're polish poland is an interesting country right now hmm. lots of weird things going on in poland or interesting things shall we say i the the chief thing i know about poland is they make some of my favorite movie posters yes, yes. and dumplings I didn't know they made dumplings, so now I know two oh, things. Oh, yeah, that it's a Polish dumpling. What, what's the what's the what's the name of a Polish dumpling? Is it like a uh, oh, what's the Pavaka. name? Pavaka. No, they, what do they call dumplings in Poland? What do they call them? Poroski. Poroski. That's what it is. There we go. Pierogi. Pierogi. A lot of people call them pierogi. Pierogies. Pierogies. Yeah. That sounds good. I'll eat them. Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of dumplings. I like dumplings. I love I like dumplings. Beer. I like sausage. I think mm -hmm. I should probably live in Eastern Europe. <laughs> My palate is very yes. Eastern European. Yes. So it's interesting. Like I like well. So my, you know, my mother's origin is 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 Hungarian. So there's a lot of really good things there in Hungary as well. Um, the uh, uh, there's what's the what's the. Uh, um, uh, in Bulgaria, their food is really good, actually, in certain cases, very good Eastern European food. But what's really impressive in Bulgaria is their vegetables. Like, you've never tasted a tomato like a Bulgarian tomato. It's, like, unbelievable. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And their, 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 their uh, chapska salads are amazing. So there's simple things in bulgaria that i really enjoyed and sausages as well dried sausages like a good dry sausage oh, like man, almost yeah. like a sami you know what i mean like yeah. that kind of thing in my language i love that stuff yeah and they have this special sausage that is uh they they flatten it so it actually looks like like if you cut it it's like a looks like a wedge like this see what i'm saying oh, weird. And, okay. yeah. yeah and they do that so that it's extra like dried sausage like like extra hard and it's, it's like pressed duck of it's like pressed sausage. yeah it's, it's and like it's get so, the last of that moisture out of there so good it's yeah. so good 
it's yep. absolutely delicious. I buy that. Yeah, no, I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a fan. Like I think that like like certainly like Polish food is made to uh, and Eastern European food is made to uh, make you feel better about hardship. <laughs> like yeah. Irish yeah. Irish food has fun. the same kind of sort of uh, context. Um, and uh, so they so when I when I talk about like especially like Polish art, Polish film, and Polish food are wonderful because all the films are incredibly depressing and all the food is insanely delicious. Yes, so I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of that landscape that, that yes. fills to the holes in my heart right there. And I want to say uh, thanks, Mike, for stopping by. Uh, you know, and you know, we'll you'll make sure to catch the podcast in the, in its entirety when it comes out. I believe sometime in January. <laughs> yeah, right on. Right on. Uh, and yes, we're talking, we are having a, a you know a little bit of a sausage party right now. As, <laughs> it as, is as it's Jesus has pointed out. out. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh God, I'm thinking about that uh, Bulgarian sausage. The rest oh. of this uh, podcast is actually just going to be us sort of humming to ourselves and uh, and smacking our lips, imagining mm-hmm. Polish food. Polish, <laughs> specifically Polish food. No, did you, no, did you no, ever no, go to Did you yeah. ever go to Wurskirch? No, not Wurskirch. Oh God, yeah, where, 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 not Wurskirch. Yeah. Wersawa. Have you been to Wersawa? Oh yeah, in fact, I went there. I went there with you. I, believe, I think for I've a party. Is that towards yeah. Santa? It was, yeah. Yeah, no, it's Warsaw. in Santa Monica. The Warsaw. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, so it was interesting that yeah, it's very it's very good food. But yeah. what was interesting about that place is that uh, we used to go there, and you know, obviously there's a good food and stuff. But we used to basically hang out in in the back. In the back, there was sort of an outdoor bar area, mm-hmm. and it was uh, Worst Curse is different. Yes, the Worst Curse is delicious, day for you. But we're actually I'm talking oh, about Warsaw, yeah. uh, and the Santa and Monica that, restaurant, very uh, mm-hmm. like super Polish, amazing. Yeah. And, and they had, we used to go there uh, because it was kind of like the, at the time when method was in that area, it was, it was kind of the equivalent of the firehouse for, yeah. for method. Cause it was, yeah, you know, this, the place is just off the highway, right? It's like, it's, it's like, on, it's on Lincoln and Lincoln, it's like yeah, a Lincoln yeah. in Santa Monica. Yeah. There you go. Right. Right. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we would go there and uh, there was one point there was some, you know, a little while ago when there was some disastrous stuff happening at Method because of mergers and everything else. We decided to like, we didn't know what the hell was going on. People were getting laid off, everything. And we just left the building. We said, we need to have a long-term strategic planning meeting. And that's what we call it. And that was just our code name to, we'll see you at the bar. Go right? get drunk. <laughs> yeah. So we went, so went there and, uh, and then we continued to have long-term strategic planning meetings every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And in fact, those meetings are still going on today. And yeah, I'm talking like 11 years later, mm-hmm. uh, but none of the people who are in those meetings still work at Method. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> this is a long-term uh, uh, brunch meeting. <laughs> yeah. And then we actually, um, and now it's all those meetings are happening in Zoom and it's still happening every Wednesday. So nice. it's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. For anyone who doesn't know the history of uh, VFX, it is a, it was for a long time an alcohol saturated industry. I believe it's changed substantially now, but it yeah, was... that's because people can't get together. <laughs> yeah, this is true. But man, oh man, that was a, uh, those were, those were, it was a lot of alcohol, crazy yeah. times, crazy mm-hmm. times, crazy. Do you times. still think though? You still think it's like? I that? think it's, uh, I think it's content. Well, like certainly from the early, the days when I was first there, like I was at the tail end of the heaviest, most intense 
most frat party-ish era uh, of VFX. Uh, the well, well, I think when I started at, I'd started back in the early, early, early two thousands. Uh, it was. <laughs> it's just, you're just not invited to the parties anymore, dude. <laughs> That's an illusion. <laughs> I, know. Yeah, I believe it is still part of those same scenes, but but it was it was a scene of like you know you know wiping the 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 white powder off the Wacom tablet kind of yeah. situation. Yeah, it was, you know, it was crazy especially times. especially in the flame rooms and uh, those types of things. Yep. And there was, you know, lots of, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it was, was, a, it, was it, it was a little intense. I time. I believe it is still happening at a, at a pretty brisk rate. Like any intense industry, it has a lot of that. But well, the, there's some old really school guys. There's some old school guys that pretend that it hasn't it isn't it isn't over. But they're the only ones participating in the party. Yeah. They're not. There's no new young guys in there anymore. Yeah, no. The new generations are are a little bit more of a uh sort of actually there to enjoy the work and kind of people and like obviously right they're not trying to deaden themselves they're trying to enjoy themselves <laughs> yeah and uh, i think that's the main difference yeah yeah they they got gotta... things like you know uh you know workers rights and uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> and shit like that like, uh... Yeah, we no, you're right. The young, the young phones aren't parting with the old guys. That's exactly right. That's, <laughs> that's, right. that's exactly that's what I just said. Mindset. Yeah, that's different mindset. But there are some people out there who are like, I am going to go out hard and drink hard this whole time. And then and, and that's fine. That's fine. But I do I remember do like, yeah. I do remember talking, one of the guys I knew who, who used to party the hardest, right? And I can even call him out in this area because I think it's perfectly fine. But his name was Darren Grant. And you know, he's a C <laughs> yeah. CTO of a lot of yes. big companies, right? And he used to party, party hard, hard, hard and crazy town, right? And I remember doing that with him. And sometimes he was fun. Sometimes he was an asshole. Mm -hmm. But and I went out to, yeah. to lunch with him several years ago. And he says, he says I, I just can't do this shit anymore. Like, you oh, know, yeah. uh, off, my, off my plate as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, I, and he said, I just like, he says like, there's some guys that like, you know, and he's, I'm not going to point names. Like there's some guys that are still fucking drinking the whole time. And it's just yeah, like insane, you know? And I'll, I, and I'll tell you, I went to, I went to THU, which is that, you know, my, my conference I went into, and this was sort of one of the last one that, that where, where Scott Ross was still involved. And so Scott Ross invited a whole bunch of, old school dd guys and that, listen these are guys i really like and love and respect sure. but those guys were you know for the seven days that they were there they were drunk 24 7 it was like <laughs> they were never never not stumbling or babbling or without a drink in their hand yeah, yeah. and i was like it's like it's like after a while it's just like it just it's like listen i don't mind you know having a good time and stuff but it's like you're Cheaper being students. interviewed by the press here, man. Yeah. Come on, you know, it like a lively press time. It's true. Yeah, it was yeah. just, it was just, and you know, and the thing, especially at THU, it's all about being inspired. And this is not like I don't aspire to be some guy who's stumbling it's on the more stage. More like a like an insurance <laughs> salesman convention in Vegas. In yeah, exactly, industry. exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's a, like it, we they put the spirit in, inspired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I listen. I at. Uh, I also do at the same time appreciate some of the, the 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 joy and 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 fun of that industry. It was fun. Martini uh, night was a blast. Oh yeah, no, so you know? it, was, it was mostly very good times. Very very nice times. And, Excellent people. Really yeah, well. yeah, yeah. It's just the it's just the the there's a balance between the, the creativity and the diligence and the party. Where there's there's that, 
you need yeah. to balance that out a little bit. Yeah, I think that there's a um, like the, I'm those those days are very much in my rear view now, and I'm much the happier <laughs> for it. But uh, the uh, like I think that there was a when when things were good in, in terms of VFX, when VFX was like a positive experience where mm -hmm. doing crazy fun stuff, like the party was sort of joyous and appropriate because like you're it's a bunch of like crazy people doing crazy things and everyone's getting appreciated and doing really cutting edge material and then by the time you know the late 2010s rolled around like it was vfx had turned into a depressing corporate hellscape of buying companies and selling them and just like dd collapsing and all this kind of stuff yeah. and people were still drinking really 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 hard and i don't know if anybody knows this but alcohol is a depressant <laughs> Susan's saying it's hard to take this seriously from a you know a podcast called Martini Giant. Yes, there's like the name is born of there is a reason. There's a reason yeah. that this podcast is come has that name is that it yeah. it was born out of that culture, you know. Yep, that's right. uh, and and that's where that name came from, you know. And yep. Dan and I used to drink martinis at you know at the firehouse and, at yeah. the firehouse at five o'clock in the afternoon yeah. uh, no, before going back to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until like you know this is the that's the thing is like i mean, things things were clearly changing now but you know back mm -hmm. in, back in those days like you know you're working like 14 hour days constantly yeah. just all the time weekends yep. all the time all the time all you're, the time yeah and the stress was absolutely insane and so it was very easy to fall into the into that into that uh that uh hard hard time culture Mm -hmm. um and you know it was uh yeah it was a good very hard to get out as well very hard to get out of and it's yep. a very you know it's like a good band of brothers feeling when you're doing it but at the same time like it's uh you know and ultimately for me i was just like i just had to tap out of that scene physically yeah you know just eats you alive uh and stress is bad and all that kind of stuff so like uh well i i does happen but it's good that it's not happening. sure i mean i think there's a there's a uh <laughs> Uh yeah. Oh my god. Roto on shrooms. Uh, Roto on shrooms. Yeah. 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 Uh uh I remember it was a guy a friend of mine, he's a really, really funny guy, but he used to get high all the time. He was a roto artist and he used to get high all the time. Sure. All roto the time. is the kind of thing anyone who doesn't you can do high, is. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's yeah. in the zone kind of uh experience to yeah, to just it. sit there and trace lines and just go boop boop doop boop doop. Yeah, because yeah, like, without doing that, doop. roto is sort of like something that the CIA <laughs> might use in a black site to torture you to give up information. We're gonna have yep. to do you're gonna have to do eight thousand frames of roto or tell us where the bomb is. <laughs> yeah, it's really something. Yeah. Ninety West, I know that. That's in Westchester, oh, yes. right? That's uh, that's over by uh, where uh, Scanline was, uh, uh, ninety West, and yeah, it was right off the, it was the ninety yeah. West. I used to go there because when DD moved to Playa, that was their new place they used to go to. As well. Isn't it also where uh, that cartoon was made? Um, you know, uh, cartoon. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. They made uh, the the Book of Mormon South Park. So South the South Park, Park guys. Oh, the yeah, South Park yeah, same guys. Building, yeah. Same building. Yeah, the, uh, the uh, uh, I forgot, but yeah, like right down the street was the 90 West and a really great breakfast place too. I don't know if that's still around. Uh, but 90 West was definitely a VFX artist heavy bar. I can tell mm -hmm. you that. The other one was uh, for lunch, people would go to, what's that, that, that burger and beer place on Washington next to the beach. Oh yeah, uh, Hanano's. 
Hananas. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It was filled with like DD rhythm and hues and a bunch of other people. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dave and I, uh, I've been at the 90 West and we, there's a retired stuntman that was, uh, that was there. Oh, we, we, we met some characters there. Boy, that was insane. Yeah. That was Mm -hmm. uh, Dave and I, Dave 3D and I worked on uh, 2012 together. And uh, I worked about, yeah, but I worked at a Sony lot. Yeah, we worked. Uh, we were doing Scanline, and uh, that was that was. Yeah, those were insane. Those were insane times. I'm 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 glad to be where I'm at right now. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think, like I said, I was like, I, I certainly appreciate uh, the good times and the uh, that, that are out there, and I still oh, think it's, it's, it was it's great. Sure. Uh, yeah. uh, but um, make it darker. Make, make it, it darker. Make it blur. <laughs> no doubt about that. Hmm. Yeah, uh, that is a Roland Emmerich quote that Jesus has put up there. Make it dark and make it blur. Pretty much what he said. <laughs> Did he really? True. And Roland has a new movie coming out called Moonfall, which I'm going to I'm going to be excitedly watch on HBO when it's released at some point in two years. Mm-hmm. But that looks like fantastic. I can't sleep kind of movie. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, hey, he like he makes fun I, movies, man. I, just, he really just, does. Just a quick note. We are about to talk about, uh, just so people know, we're going to talk about uh, the, the serious side of Bill Murray uh, mm-hmm. with The Razor's Edge and a Broken Flowers. I'm going to get into that, and I definitely have some things to say. But I want to note that, like, speaking of things, I watched Pig. Oh, how's Pig? And have you seen it? Uh, here's not great. Yet. Have you both seen it? I have not no. seen it. No. Okay, I'm not going to say anything then. What I'm the looking forward to that? that. I've heard nothing but great things. I love Cage. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I started watching... Um... Uh, Ted Lasso. Oh, Ted Lasso. Oh, Ted Lasso. You love it, yes? Tell me. Yeah, it's pretty it. cool. Yeah, it's it's funny. pretty great. Yeah. That, that that is such a heart filling show. I can't. Did you watch it? it? I watched the whole thing. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Alan. Really Alan, you said you bought Pig. Is that what you're saying? But Pig is available now on Hulu for free, by the way. Yeah, I, I will yeah, be watching watch Pig that. over the vacation. I will definitely have a um, have a okay. uh, review of that coming up. I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm a I'm. I mean, but I isn't pig essentially Soylent Green, but just like updated? Yeah, it's, no, uh, it's, it's not. Pig is people. I'm kidding. I'm not gonna say. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything about it. I, it was. Yeah, well, I definitely have a love for Nick Cage in certain yep. ways. You know, like there's something about him that he just really. He's hitting a cage sense. I have uh, to tell you, man. He is. He is. He's out of cage prison and is in. He is out of cage prison in some ways. Yeah. No. Okay, I'm not going to spoil the story, mm-hmm. but I was hoping it was going to be weird, and it wasn't as weird as I thought it was going to be. It's actually a much more straightforward it's story. A, it's a straightforward. This is what I understand. Yeah, no, that's what I hear right. about it, and I'm really looking forward to that. I think that, like, because Cage is a marvelous actor. I think that there's a great article. I forgot who uh, it was the Atlantic. I can't remember what it was. That that was arguing like even for Nicholas Cage's trashy. This is at the lowest point of his career when he's basically he's doing like, you know, uh, the. Uh, the left behind series movies and shit like that's terrible. And mm-hmm. like, uh, and, and this guy's just like, sh- maybe we, instead of thinking of Nicholas cage as desperate, should we, maybe we should be thinking of him as someone who loves to act so much that he just t- takes whatever gig there is. I think there's some validity I, to that. I, I actually th- think, I think he, he loves also acting. has a big money problem. I think that's possibly true. Yeah, that's also something that's so true. Many married all right. his marriages and he married a beautiful Korean woman too. And it's just that he's probably got divorce hanging over him and right. big shell shelling cash out. Did you see the uh, the ad for his new movie called? Uh, I think it's I'm something broke? like 
it, oh, it's yeah. called the the crushing the the crushing something of overwhelming talent, and it stars him as himself, and he has to pay off all these debts, uh, and he what? has to, and so he's taking shitty movies to pay off debts. Really? No, yeah, that is you're true. Joking. And it's, it looks very funny. It looks like a very funny movie. Oh, you're full of shit. I swear to God, you can look up What's that. I, I, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Of massive talent. That's it. Unbearable weight of massive. The, the trailer is up there. I laugh. I've got to see that. That's yeah. gonna be awesome. It looks, Thank it looks you for sharing awesome. that. <laughs> that looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, but you know, actually, I, I'm actually thinking about like because you know one of my favorite Christmas movies is actually Family Man. I just absolutely love here. that film. I, I don't know why it's like I know it's a it's basically what? you know a, an update of what there really the, isn't oh there man. really is I, told I wasn't you. I didn't know about that but I was it's you're being sarcastic it looks good no it's actually yeah. true um but yeah no I think like because we covered Family Man on the show and uh just yeah. to say like I had never like I, at least I had not seen Family Man in quite some time I think I think I can't remember with it but my reaction to it was like Oh my God, this movie is incredible. <laughs> like it's yes. incredibly good. And uh, and the the idea that it's Nicolas Cage in a Brett Ratner movie, like that should drive people away in droves. I uh, know. And yeah, I, I I'm just so glad stuff. that I didn't know it was a Brett Ratner film. Yeah. When I loved it so much because yeah, yes, incredibly right. powerful movie, beautifully done. Beautifully done. Absolutely. Okay, let's get into me because we've been going like almost going 30 it's minutes. An easy we still haven't intro. talked about it's it. Like, well, this yeah, all right, let's time. get into it. Sliding. This is all right. That's all, all right. right. So, so these are these are two 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 Bill Murray films. And one of the things is like, you know, honestly, I wanted to to pay tribute uh uh to my appreciation for Eric for all the amazing things he's done for us and uh do one of the movies that he has been talking about for a long time. Um, that he absolutely adores called The Razor's Edge. Uh, and we decided because that because of the nature of that movie, uh, we were going to pair it with another movie where Bill Murray plays a serious role because obviously The Razor's Edge came out, what, 1985, Four. Eric? Four? So that's what, still when Bill Murray was known for his comedy, right? Like but that was his deal Ghostbusters. with Ghostbusters, that he right. would do it if they allowed him to make this film. Right. Right. Yeah, okay, perfect. Nice. So that's a great thing so we the razor's edge is, is one and then we decided to pair it and uh, uh, interestingly both eric and i almost simultaneously said how about broken flowers uh, uh which is a jim jarmusch film from 2005 which is, is still that... a comedy but it's like a very 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 low-key comedy that's a jim jarmusch it's so film. great like it's all yeah uh yeah uh right uh okay so uh, I don't know. There's a long, long wall of text that just came up from from uh, Jesus. So you have to wait. I'm not going to go through that right now. Uh, all right. I love this. Uh, so in order to keep the flow going, so I do want to talk about uh, the Razor's Edge uh, specifically. One of the things I remember you talking about the Razor's Edge is that you were so surprised to find out that uh, 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 basically uh, uh, Rob Cohen who was the director of Stealth, a Produced movie that is not on the same caliber as The Race's Edge, was the executive producer of that film. In this is sort right. of like the low-key version of how Mel Brooks produced The Elephant Man. Like, you just go, Wait, what? what? <laughs> Mel yeah. Brooks produced The Elephant Man, and he did. He did yeah. produce The Elephant Man. Rob Cohen, the director of Stealth, produced The Razor's Edge. It's one of the, one of the strangest things. Executive producer, I guess, yes. is more specific. But anyway, sure. interesting. Okay, so The Razor's Edge is based on a book. There was a movie in 1943. Something like that? Yep. yep. Something okay. like that, yeah. And then Tyler it came out. And, yep. then it, it came, and then it was re-released in 1984. 
Uh, I know Eric loves this film. And I actually really enjoyed this film as well. Uh, but I, the reason I think that Eric loves this film is that it is a very, very, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of things in this film that I think reflect your own existence and your own mindset. In a lot I suspect of this is true as well. And this is also, I'm going to ask, huh. a, this is a favorite book of yours as well, Eric? It's my favorite book. Somerset Mom, right? Yeah, I love, yeah, I love Somerset Mom, but that's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's actually my favorite book. I've read it many, many, many times since yeah. I was a kid. I don't know why. I just, but I love that era and I love world up to about the 20s and 30s and World War I and uh, fascinated by World War I history. Mm -hmm. So do you and, want to give the, uh, the sum up of this or would you like uh, me to do it or what would you like? You, you're better at talking than I am. But the, the thing is, I, I, you know, I've watched this again and um, there's so many things we could talk about, but it's essentially, well, you go, you're better at, at Okay, I'll give, I'll give the quick, the very quick frame up. Well, I'll tell you uh, what. Why doesn't why doesn't Dan gave this sort of a summary, and then Eric, you you interrupt them when there's things that you want to point out about it. I love this plan. Okay. This is a good plan. Okay, so um, um, Bill Murray uh, plays a fella from sort of like a you know like relatively socialite style uh, upper middle class family from Lake Forest. Right, and yes, uh, which is Chicago. Uh, and it's no, 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 wait, Lake Illinois. Forest. Oh, was it supposed to be? Illinois. Wake Forest is South Carolina. Lake South Carolina. Lake Forest versus Wake Forest. Lake Forest. Okay. Lake then Forest would... is in um, outside of. Um, That's where I got confused. I thought I it was Wake Forest. I think actually Taliesin East is in Wake uh, Lake right. Forest. Yes. The, very, the, kind of, the kind of family, the kind of family where they have all white croquet parties in the backyard. Yeah. It's a, like it's a very uh, like it's a it's a tail end of the of the golden age kind of flavor, right? It's sort of like this sort of yeah. you know it's like all these sort of you know modestly rich uh, you know uh, country folk kind of flavor. It's just it's very like like these people are all yeah around well nineteen fourteen or nineteen fifteen yeah. or whatever just right? pre World War nineteen seventeen of our involvement seventeen nineteen seventeen right. good and so like and the U uh, S was not necessarily not very involved no. before that point right not but, at uh, all and but, I have a little story about this but keep going the Lusitania yeah, yeah. and so uh, Murray uh, joins a volunteer uh, ambulance squad for World War One mm -hmm. uh, and so this is the first sort of hint that he is looking for a uh, greater meaning uh in his life you know he's looking All for right. something weighty to happen in his existence i'm going to interrupt uh, a little bit yeah. on this part because this is something interesting because i did think about this quite a bit as as i i was watching this film so my great grandfather uh who was a, a pretty serious general in the second world war uh was had actually been in three of the wars he had been in the spanish american war mm -hmm. first world war and the second world war and recently his, my what was his last name sayas what was his name his name was uh uh, uh wade hampton hayes um uh so general wade hayes was his uh title anyway he um uh he my father recently found his diary of him uh going to the first world war of the whole the whole all of the the, the thing that was going on mm -hmm. and the first the i would say three quarters of the of the diary if not more was about him 
trying to get to the war. And there was delays, waiting for the boat, staying in, in Nova Scotia, whatever they were. Like there's a whole part of this of the, the anticipation of wanting to be part of the solution for the First World War and the right. excitement about it and being part of it in a lot of ways. And then he gets there. And then oh god. And then the diary does not communicate much after that. Yeah. Because of the horrors of the First World War. And that, that is they, World they War really one. went there. Yeah, World War One. They really went there. The English particularly thought there'll be there was a huge amount of people who volunteered, like overwhelming yep. amount. Because mm -hmm. for them, they said, "Well, it's going to be about two months. We'll return and we'll get government benefits. We'll be heroes and so forth." Right. right. But it's just it's this strange kind of merge of old technology and new technology and customs, and while tech new technology is coming in. And, right. um, you know, the classic example is that the French refused to change um, their uniforms. And so they would be at the front line with the Germans. So everybody who was a higher up, um, you know, generals and so forth would wear brass helmets yeah. and red shirts. Yeah, so the exactly. Germans with, with giant circles with circles with yes, circles, inside. and the Germans yes. knocked them off in like the first <laughs> right. three months. So right. they lost a huge amount of upper level management. So right. to yeah, speak. because they just didn't know what the the, the technology yeah. completely changed, and their concept is still like charge. You know, yeah, the, there's, the, there's a the very romantic. Was, they still thought of themselves as a cavalry. Yeah. Right. And so like you have all these like super dressed up dudes running in with swords and horses. And this is this is what when war is this very patriotic, very moral, like, you know, like, et cetera, et cetera. And then World War One is the invention of the machine gun. And right. then it's yes. a and the meat tank. grinder and the tank. And like, and like you may as well just be sending a line of people at, at like just into a grinding pit. of Yeah, knives. that's why like, they call what, them. That's, that's why they call them cannon fodder. Yeah, exactly. No. And so, like, I mean, wars are always horrific and terrible, but nothing was so. But was it, so it was a massive awakening. It was a it was yeah. a massive awakening to everyone right. that the World War One was like That's a completely different thing. It was essentially yeah. too like Vietnam because it was a stalemate. Neither yeah. side really gave up. They kind of just stood there waiting for a mistake. Yeah of the next one or how to so yeah, it's really right over, over a period the Maginot right, line right, it was a period of like right. you know two years of just right. you know moving six inches right yeah. and like and all this stuff is like uh like there's no there's no good guys or bad guys really in world war one it's just a complete political disaster in which people kill each other for almost no reason at all right like it's not like you know in world war ii it's pretty like okay so everyone agrees the nazis are incredibly evil and terrible let's destroy them that's fine in world war one you're like well, there's the what the Kaiser, and then there's France. <laughs> just like it's all just like it's amazing too. Like yeah. they, uh, British soldiers, um, like uh, lieutenants and um, and corporals and so forth, uh, going over the line. If you didn't go over the line, you would be shot in the head. Yeah, they should. So you a lot of time, right. they, they would just shoot their own guys right there yeah. because they were afraid to go over, whether it's from shell shock or not. Did you see that thing I sent you with a shell shocked World War One the other day? Oh no! I think I, I sent it out to you guys. Incredible! Hmm. I'll send it to everybody. Um, but yeah, I'm absolutely fascinated by this uh, that period because to me, it well, it's the end of Western civilization because at the end of that, the Treaty of Versailles, we split up even the Middle East and and well, really, yeah, 
yeah like I've, I've said this before on the show i think like the treaty of versailles is responsible for almost all of the horror in the world you see after in the 20th that century yeah, yeah that's right yeah. like it's, it's even just world war ii because disaster. they were world war ii vietnam definitely like, unjust all to the germans giant, and shrank yeah. their economy and fucked them yeah. and in the end you got world war ii and yeah. so like, yeah, like that you you have the rise of the nazis you have the partitioning of the middle east you have the disaster in china everything and every, like every everything forever vietnam it, russia everything of arrogance. Is because of it was because yes. of arrogance yeah it's entitled like, it's just, arrogance it's but you know that kind of thought process the entitled arrogance got us into Vietnam, into yeah. the Desert Storm, and what was the yeah. last one? Like, Dopey War called? Yeah, all this, all this idiotic bullshit. I mean, wars are idiotic bullshit. That's Iraq War about. that we did. Yeah. It was the Desert Storm was the first one. The second one was called Chris. I don't know. Desert Operation something. Eagle Freedom, whatever it was. You know, like these <laughs> things are like, and this is no disrespect. To Operation Desert Pompadour. That's what it yeah, was. Like, I'm, I mean, no disrespect to folks in the service because my dad was in the uh, was in the service. Yeah. I'm totally on board for what you what you're doing for the country. I think wars should be 100% avoided because they're actually just giant murderous pits of hell. Like that's what we should not be doing. Yeah. And, uh, and all of this, so like, you know, all of this comes back to like, what's really about the movie, right. Is that it, uh, it shows uh, a sort of, and what, what sort of rung a bell for me is that uh, for as much stress as we feel in America right now, you know, in all sorts of, in all sorts of ways, right? Um, like we are still in very much a uh, gilded age ourselves, technologically, and like we have access to everything. We're an incredibly rich country. We're like we have not, we have not as much as we used to be. Not as much as we used to be, but our but our <laughs> attitude is is very um, uh, like like we are just sort of like in this very high tech, you know. Uh, we have the we have the casual the, what's the word i'm trying to say we have the we have this we have technologies and access that make it seem like our life is virtually futuristic and wonderful and we can always just go off into facebook etc whatever it is and like it's given us a lot of things to complain about and be angry about and be rightfully angry about um but at the same time when i was watching the opening of this movie i was just like these are a bunch of people spinning their wheels before disaster and I was like, well, it, it yes, yeah. very similar to me. Well, right what now. was really interesting, it was really cool because I, I mean, I want to go back to that, 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 that segment when they all, the, all these ambulances go right. there. Right. So the first thing is the United States was not supposed to be quote unquote in the war. Right. right. They, they were didn't just want there. to, they didn't we want to be right. And, and they were that's reluctant right. about it and the whole thing. And the second world war is the same thing. And that's a big part about my grandfather. I'm not going to get it. My great grandfather, I'm not going to get into that at all, but I want to sort of, just point that out. So the way they represent that is like, okay, we're not going to be there, but we're going to help with ambulances. Like they need ambulances. Yeah. And that's right. one way we, it's like being the red cross, right? Like we're going to be the red cross. Right? right. So Bill Murray with his buddy shows up with their, here's the ambulance that we're donating to the cause of humanity for the yeah. war. It's right? glitzy, beautiful. It's a nice, yeah. it's a nice ambulance. It's <laughs> right. a nice ambulance. And then right. an even fancier ambulance might as well be like a limo for yeah, you know exactly. going to the mall or going to the prom with shows up by the guys from harvard was it harvard i think it was harvard yeah, right it was right. harvard and it's ridiculous and it's, it's ridiculous like comically ridiculous comically and bright bright white right and right. they and they and they show up next to a guy who's like who's been there for like a couple months and played who's the guy who plays the guy who runs Bill Murray's brother Brian Doyle Murray Brian Doyle Murray yeah, yeah right exactly and so he's there and he's like 
and that ambulance is shot to shit and looks and 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 looks terrible, right? And the first thing they do to the super fancy ambulance from uh, Harvard is they knock out the headlights because it's like targets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Because just the, conceptually, the idea of we're going to join an ambulance corps to go to World War One and just help out a little bit is like I'm going to bring a roll of bounty uh, uh, paper towels to the abattoir to help clean up all the pig blood. Yeah, like it's just in it's it's an insane proposition. Like, like the, well, you, you have so little of an idea of what you're about to get into. And Brian Tolomero is just like, yeah, this is like, this is, this is a monstrous disaster and you don't yeah. even recognize this. Yeah. And I feel like this is the, like, this is the first, um, like this ultimately turns into a very, like, we'll get into it, but it turns into a very spiritually based film. And, uh, and the, uh, what I, what rang a bell for me early on is that like, we, like, I felt like the the frustration i have with the way that we communicate with each other right now where we have we afford the time to be incredibly socially cruel to each other over whether or not we like spider-man movies like <laughs> that's a fucking easy street to be on ladies and gentlemen like yes that's a, it is that's, that's a really easy street to be on when you can be when we can be like when we can spend our time like bitching when i can spend my time bitching about you know people don't appreciate fucking you know early yeah you know uh Kierzlowski pictures you know whatever it is yeah this is a really really special time to be alive and we're all very, yeah, very well it's i do remember my my because no, no, you're my, alive my my yeah. great just at my, the very end it just doesn't matter you're my father-in-law who's a very very conservative guy from from houston texas and he's a very nice guy and i and he and i do not see eye to eye on a lot of things politically but we do emotionally see a lot of things eye to eye actually which is actually kind of a wonderful thing but uh <laughs> We were we were in Houston at one point. Is you know this is had to be like you know maybe two thousand something like that. Right, things are pretty good right now. This is before the dot com crash or whatever. Right. There was a lot of economic booming that was happening at that time, and there was a store that opened up. There was a dog bakery, and he goes, oh, yeah. "Times must be good. Times must be good. We got a dog <laughs> if you actually have enough people, enough customers out there that are buying baked goods for their dogs, for dogs then yeah, exactly. that is a that is definitely a time. Now, to yeah. to argue to argue for this, that is the, that is also arguing against Spider Man and having that be the most important part in, part like in your we, life. I must get into a life or death argument over this. Like, yes. like it must happen. Like the thing is, like all, and I the thing is, like I these are the times that you want to have happen for your kids, for instance, like you want mm. people to, you want everyone to be living in a time of plenty and communication and high technology and availability and, and all this good stuff. Like this is it. So the, the thing to step back and is to say like, like the, it like is to say, what is a value in my life for real, you know? And right. uh, instead of like looking for people to fight and looking for ways to define myself through conflict with other people over like frivolous things mm -hmm. like i think a lot of people are in the sort of like bill murray at the beginning of the movie camp which is sort of like this feels empty somehow right like and uh i need to i want to find a way for this to stop feeling empty and i don't even know how to look for it yep. so i know there's a conflict going on uh so i will kind of ignorantly uh decide to go and help there and yes. uh, so with the best of intentions he goes and does this Yes. Uh, and uh, as you pointed out with the, the comparison of ambulances, Brian Doyle Murray, who's been there, you know, like he's like, this is like, shoot the shit out of this thing, break out the windows and like this, then maybe you'll have a chance of surviving, like indicates where this is going to be going. And in fact, World War One is a horror show for Bill Murray. Like, right. 
and it shatters his his mind and he loses faith in everything he knows well the thing is what's interesting about it is that to me uh it he doesn't seem to go in it completely naive and they they because they definitely point out the two guys from harvard who are completely naive and literally having a picnic on the side yeah. of the yeah, battlefield is, yeah, totally ridiculous yeah exactly right with I fancy think, baskets and shit like that like what I the, the fuck is wrong is with you for me i always had a problem with this film even though i i love it it's um is that the book and the 1943 film uh there was a narrator now in the 43 film it was somerset mom himself right oh, well, you have a, a narrator who basically he's they took basic the uncle elliot character and made that you know, they, he was the narrator talking mm -hmm. about this, you know, Larry Darrell who would stay at the place and disappear okay. from Paris and come back. So think of Dan, uh, Dan Hold, what is it, Dan Hold Elliot or Elliot, yeah. Yeah. Dan, it, as really he should have been the narrator. So in this film, which Murray wrote with the director, they cut that out. And that was a fatal mistake because it really, you needed somebody because you could Bill comes across a little too flip, but having a narrator who's a more mature voice to kind of set the tone. To show the difference some, between where he's yeah, like, where it, he's at and where really, he's got. You yeah, get a sure. bigger yeah. depth. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see that. Now, yeah. I, I find it better than the 43 film, um, I but I also that. think they took out the narrator, which is a big thrust of the book. So it's like... Yeah, I, I can see that. I don't know what you're talking about because I haven't... I mean, I don't. I haven't seen the, read the book or seen the 43 version, but I could see how a narrator could set a tone and be a little bit more deliberate about the messaging. That's well, yeah, I think and he's reflecting the, back on that gener lost generation. Right, right. right. People, people uh, I mean, this is a poorly received film that came out and didn't do very well. In what, this, the Razor's Edge? Razor's yeah, Edge, Bill Murray. did horrible. Like, it, like bad reviews, like everyone... Like, and here's my, like, before we continue with the story, I just want to make my quick pitch about what I enjoyed about this film. It's like, I really, ultimately, I really like this film a lot. And have you seen it before? I had seen it a long time ago. And uh, it didn't I had not. Too much, too much of an impression on me. I wasn't, I didn't see it at the right time in my life. I'm definitely seeing it at the right time in my life now. Of course. And I, connect, I connect a hell of a lot more with it than I, than I did then. Um, and now I'm just like, what's really weird about this movie is, uh, is to me, is like the movie itself. Like when it came out, everyone's just like, Bill Murray is terrible. This movie doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm watching going like, Bill Murray is the good part of this movie. Like Bill, Bill Murray works and the rest of the movie is kind of rushing to catch up with wh what he is doing. And because he's well, his, his, and that's actually Bill that, that, not, that, not just in the, not just in the movie, but in the, in the story itself. Yes. The story right. itself is Bill Murray is like, I'm already at the next part of my life and everyone else is trying to catch up. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so like, it, it actually like his, his performance is like, it's weird to say it, but it's like, it's almost futuristic now that we know where he goes. Like you're just like right. this uh, out to take Bill Murray out of this movie. It, this movie is very similar to many. Uh, it's almost like Bill Murray being ahead of his own time. Yeah, this way exactly, and so like because there's there's like a zillion yeah exactly there's as there there's many movies uh, prestige pictures in the eighties that look and feel exactly like this and are about basically the same subject matter and taken from old books, you know right. it's like from Chariots of Fire or you know what like oh, there's a zillion of these things, 
Um, and they're all mounted at about the same level of propriety and general, you know, execution with the same cast of characters. Mm -hmm. um, there is one other actor in the movie that is of Bill Murray's caliber, and that's Denim Elliott. Mm -hmm. Like, and like the two of them hold the movie together for me. Like everyone else is varies from bad to pretty good, but like Murray. That's himself, why he needed to be the narrator. Yeah, yeah, I totally yeah. agree. I think because that, that I think, relationship I think a, a, is strong because yeah. he's the guy that who observes him and thinks there's something special about him. It was hard. It was hard because I just finished watching uh, um, uh, Training Places, so it's hard to see him in a different place. But, <laughs> Watch Raiders uh, of the Lost Ark. Or Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, I, like, but specifically, and he's very good. You know what have been an interesting pairing with this film? And this is a film that I really enjoyed that did not necessarily yet super good reviews or some people like me whatever was uh the secret life of walter mitty oh, if yeah, we had combined right. these two films it would have been a different pairing definitely like we're going to talk about this in a different <laughs> I way i was going to suggest something i was going to say like the secret life of walter mitty definitely comes up uh story wise yeah. anyway and also in between that and our next movie with bill murray is high fidelity so there's like a sort of oh like my a... god yes we could have done the high fidelity thing as <laughs> well there's a rainbow there's a gradation there is a rainbow oh, thing of going on but we good. wanted to stick with the bill murray thing and i think secret life of walter mitty was brilliant in a lot of ways it had its weak spots or uh, uh, or whatever okay so but so this yeah, so, this this specific world war one event that we've outlined and said multiple times about how it changed basically was the catalyst for bill murray himself to go on a uh, vision quest of some type Right. right. So when, once he comes back from World War One, he can't relate to anybody anymore. He can't relate. And this is a very common thing with a lot of people happen and common story, by the way, in a lot of movies and books right. about right. you've went to the war, you come back home and you're not the same person and you can't relate to anyone anymore. And right? so he goes like he immediately starts looking for ways to like he, he wants to postpone the wedding that he was sort of tied into. Like there's right. two basically two women in his life. He's this close knit set of friends that travel through the movie with him experientially. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and he's just like, I want to put off the wedding. I don't feel right about this. I don't think that like, I'm not, I don't, I'm just, I'm not in the right headspace. And mm -hmm. like, eventually he like, he's, so he's going to go to like Paris and then, you know, try and live the Paris lifestyle mm -hmm. and, and like that sort of works, but like, there's a great, well, he goes, wait, oh, he doesn't just go to Paris. Like right. he kind of abandons his riches and is like, yeah. you know, goes like a shithole kind of yeah, a little bit of a shithole and live with the locals. Right. Like, right. so that's the thing, right. He doesn't, he doesn't just, he doesn't just go like, I'm going to go live in some fancy hotel in Paris, which is what people would do in his situations. Right. Right. right? So, but he no, does yeah. something a little different steps outside of it. And then, uh, does that. And then, I don't want to get, uh, I mean, I don't know how far we need to get into all the details because it actually, there's a lot of stuff that happens in the film and it's it's uh, all fairly yeah, complicated. Yeah, we can sort of sketch, we can sketch it over though. We I can mean, sketch it over, but basically what he, go, he goes on a large global vision global quest journey. of some global journey, goes to India, goes to a bunch of places and does it at a very low, low level and affordable and like uh, in a different way. Now, this is an interesting, okay, so, so there's a term that is a, a French term that's used uh, that was used very heavily when I went to architecture school, which was called um, a, a derive or de to derive something basically, but a derive is the way that you thought about it. And what it was was the type of journey that you take where there's no specific plan of the journey. Right. And what you do is something happened and you opportunistically turn and go in that direction 
Right. Because that's what's calling you. You don't actually plan any more than something you're looking for the next trigger to help make the decision of the next part of your journey. Right. Right. And so, you know, I mean, I, you know, this is sort of the, the thing that, that by when we were looking at this back in, uh, you know, early <laughs> 1993 with my friend Keith and I went on my crazy trip, we went from like, where are we going to go now? And we would only decide anywhere from like six hours in the future. Like that's the only, that's as far as yeah, right. the future yeah. we would get to. Right. Instead and we would just randomly go, go ping pong along and do these different things. And that's mm -hmm. the kind of journey that basically happens to Bill Murray in this area. He's just yes. going through spiritual journeys. Sometimes he'll, he'll stop at a, you know, at a, at a Buddhist uh, uh, temple for like several years, <laughs> hang out right. there for a little bit. Right. And then uh, back in Paris for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's like, he's trying to get to the core of himself. And yeah. like, like what's really interesting, like I there's a line that I really love when um, one of his, um, like one of the women in his life comes to visit him and see him in Paris. And like, he's living in this terrible place. And she walks into his like cruddy little flat and sees a big wall of books. And she's like, wow, did you read all those books? And he goes, nah, I skimmed them. And I was like, whoa, that's interesting. Like, this mm -hmm. is like, that's where he's at in terms of his own self-realization. Like, right. Like, it's not like he's not. But I feel like also, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I feel go like, uh, I think this was possibly part of where Bill was, Bill Murray was in his life. Actually, yes, I believe yeah, so. And, oh, I believe, I, yes. And I, 100%. Actually, I actually also felt that like, mom who wrote this i i kind of always wondered um if he this book was more about him observing himself because i know he was sure uh gay or mm -hmm. writer in the 20s mm -hmm. and 30s so he felt kind of outside and couldn't really was breaking tradition he couldn't really come out he couldn't do a lot of things so i think there was a lot of this uh, personal journey because you mm -hmm. can't um can't really come out and he's not going to follow that road i really felt it when he was like he bill murray said to her that i can't you know i gotta stay here and i can't go back because right. he already knows i don't want a car and this and that he already knows that he'll never fit in right and, and like that and that longing to like be at peace with yourself and your environment is the driving force the thing the that i think is is so good about this and i is there could have been a character that is constantly lost and confused. Yeah. And the fact is that it's not because it's Bill Murray. Right. And the yeah, way exactly. that Bill Murray exactly. plays exactly. that yes. character yeah. is this like, is, yes, thank you. This is absolutely opportunistic. Yes. Yeah. This is, this is like, the, this is the magic of the movie for me is that yeah. like, like essentially what I'm saying is like Bill, Bill Murray's performance in this is, it's like how I feel about like when I watch like the wild one with Brando, like, like the rest of the wild one is just kind of a shitty motorcycle movie. And then there's Brando and you're like, right. what did they not know what they had? Like, look at the guy. Yeah. Like, right. And that I think the fatal mistake was not having a narrator because I think a lot of yeah. it was that the scenes had to deliver some sort of ending or some sort Every, of resolution. Right. And he, Bill kind of went to the thing of the shtick. Bill stick. Well, because he, it's always that he did to some extent, but like, like I thought it was but brilliant. The, like he him, didn't need to, he didn't need to talk though. 
but he, he didn't that explain that, certain things no but like exposition for, that didn't need to be there right well but, like, you know he, when he's sitting only... there he's sitting there in a tibetan man a monastery and he's doing his tasks and whatever and he's hanging out with the kids and doing the thing with the kids right that he's cooking or doing whatever and he's doing it in the bill murray way he's just yeah. like I'm just here. It's not like, what does I'm it all present. mean? Yeah, what present. am I doing here? What is the meaning of life? No, is no, there no, some? No, that's not my like, point. Yeah. My point was is that when I, he was saying that she died at the end and she was telling Elizabeth, sure, sure, all sure. those scenes, he adds a little flipness to it. Where well, that, yeah, exactly. when he's silent, Bill Murray right? Yeah, all he had, there was too much dialogue on because I felt like right. he, he got his point across by just at the end, by he's being. like, it doesn't really matter. So like that, that phrase, okay, so we're, so we're slipping ahead a little bit here, but like the, the, like, uh, I think we can just sort of skim over things and say like the way that the movie works is that he goes on this journey to try to uh, discover like a connection to life that is meaningful to him. Uh, mm -hmm. And every time he tries to reconnect with uh, the society, like he checks back in with. He checks back his, in with the people that, that of his former he, life and his, his, yeah. And like their lives are a fucking ongoing burning circus. Like it's just like everything is fucking crazy all the time. Like the woman's husband killed, the son killed, the car crash. Like everything is like everyone's trying to, yeah, you know, like everything is just constant noisy yeah. stuff. Opium you addiction. Know? Opium that. addiction, et cetera. Like very, like very painful things, really painful things. Mm -hmm. But it's like the opposite of what Murray's experience has right. been. Right. And, and the so, irony, of course, is that they have the privileged life and he's abandoning yes, the privilege. Yes, right. That's right. the point. It's like you don't yeah, need right. the privilege to for happiness. Look at all the right. sorrow that it brings you. And so when it comes down to like the, you know, this weird emotional sort of confrontation that uh, between the two women in his life and how like one kind of manipulates the other into being sadder and, you know, and being in a position to be killed and all this other stuff. Like all this comes down to um, the woman from Star Trek four, the whale lady who is uh, in, in love with Bill Murray, obviously. Uh, and she's just like, am I ever going to see you again? And he says, you don't get it. Do you? It doesn't no. matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And yeah. I was just like, the way he says that is, like it sounds like it's a hopeless thing to say it doesn't matter, you know. But instead, you go, "Oh, it doesn't matter." Gray, by the way, is a great name. I knew yeah. people named Gray growing up, and uh, it's totally fits. It's like Gray, you 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 missed the point. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, but it's not a kind of a hopeless. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, you're being it's, so it, dour. Life is a it matter really of fact, doesn't truthful and good version of it. Like let go. And of if all you the had the narrator, bullshit. you would see his arc on. Right. It doesn't matter. Is uh, it let go of all the stupid bullshit thing? Mm -hmm. Like, I know we've talked about this. That's my anti-nostalgia thing. Like that, yes, that's let like go of all the stupid bullshit. <laughs> to stop things. Like, remember the good yes. old days when it was yeah. this, and remember, we used to have parties remember, and croquet yeah. parties, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Like, just let it, that. It, there, see, okay. Also, the time was too. Just so you know, in the forties. The film, they do have a party in the beginning, and that's where mom comes in and he looks at this guy across. Now, you could say there was an attraction between them or not, but the mm -hmm. point is he identified with him, maybe right. possibly as a younger self. But mm -hmm. having Demholm Elliott at the party, instead of saying, I have a place in Paris, he could have also just be watching him and observing him and then narrating and it would have oh, been yeah, totally very easily now like, I think the this thing that makes this movie a, a talk free movie if they could do it there should be almost no dialogue at all in this kind of in this film like it should just yes. be an experience and i completely agree 
And um, the thing that makes this movie, um, an, for me, an extraordinary movie um, are two things. Uh, at least my feeling is, I feel like also this was kind of the start of an era for production design where the people in the 70s who were working as art directors and for the great production designers of the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s were designing their own films at that stage. Mm -hmm. And there really is great art direction in that film. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And also the Jack Nietzsche score. Oh, he's is, great. He's kind of forgotten I, about, but he's great. Yeah, Jack, yeah, Jack Nietzsche dude, is great. Yeah, and I had that album before. I When I moved here, I got rid of a lot of shit, but... Got rid of my Who records, but the point is, he um, that album is incredible, and that mm -hmm. would not be the movie it is if it wasn't for that score. Because that yeah, swelling I, I music, really even beautiful. though it's a hook, 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 it gives you that sense of uh, that time. Yeah, without yeah. a doubt, and and also like it, like it, it matches over both the uh, the uh, society stuff and the rest of the world stuff. Like it, he finds a like there's a great. Like it changes, it changes very subtly from like it's society ritzy, you know, glowy music into like we're in Tibet, you know, like yeah. this is really yeah. and it, like yeah. it dissolves between these things really well. Nietzsche also did uh, one of my favorite soundtracks that's ignored is the soundtrack to Carpenter's Starman, uh, which is a really early techno score that I, that I really, really, really love. I think he's pretty great. But yeah, like the movie itself is like the movie is an is uh, is is an is a straightforward. 1980s prestige piece uh with a sort of visionary performance from murray and he didn't even know what he was doing because he still he wrote the script and there's too much script like there's yeah. just too much right. script you know like that like they needed to give this to a director who like had a you know well, that's the next thing. level apparently step, they you know? went and hung out in san francisco and the director and him wrote it together you know, at right. coffee shops in San Francisco in the 80s, early 80s. Right. Thing was, I think it was the director's second film. He needed somebody who, because Bill Murray at that time was the world's biggest star. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just that like, this is why, the... why do you think this film is one of Eric's favorite movies or, and including the book and everything else? I think, well, for like, and now, now this is my dime store, uh, you know, like looking back at everything I know about you, Eric. Like, yep. I feel like this I'm is... Gonna, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to be on the same page as you. Like, Let's not I make mean, this therapy, guys. Like, <laughs> so, like, just in a very general sense, like, uh, you come from, like, your family comes from a blue-bloodish background. You have a lot of the experience of the early part of the movie. But your own artistic uh, uh, yeah. desires and feelings um, separate you from that world slightly. You've tried to express them and go on your own journey. It had a... A, a very like we hear about it all he the had time. the he same journey he's going he through the, the same, same journey. journey exactly yeah. basically uh, bill murray is you in yeah. a lot of ways eric and it's a so it, like there's a and there's a philosophical uh connection i feel between uh murray in this movie and you now yes. that you are very close to murray at the end of the movie and yes. i think that that's a that's a really uh it's interesting that this when you said that this has been a, a favorite book for you for a long time Since that like i think that teenager since you're a teenager, yeah, I think that, because like, you wanted is, to go down that journey, and you, yeah, and you took I think this it, is yeah. served to serve like a roadmap to handle a lot of the difficulties that you may have faced when yeah. you're, you know, maneuvering between. And I two think worlds. it's what's really interesting is that it's Bill Murray, B, B, Bill Murray, because even though it's Bill Murray, Bill Murray manages a lot of his anxiety with relaxed humor, 
right? And yeah, I exactly. think that's something right. that Eric does as well is that yep. he he manages a lot of the things in his life with yep. with, a, with a sensibility like, and humor and yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. And so like this, now I'm, I may be 100%, this is your life. I can't say that any of this is true. This is just my, my, my opinion of what you have said uh, matches very much to what I was experiencing. I was just like, this movie, Feels like I'm Eric. the backstory of Eric's life. <laughs> I know. And so I, I knew you were going to say that. What's interesting to me is that Eric didn't see that, which is not necessarily uncommon because yeah. it's very hard to un, to unbuckle yourself from that reality. But as someone who has you know, been friends with Eric for a long time and heard these same stories. And by the way, I share a lot of those sensibilities myself. Mm-hmm. I've also been the person that that my family doesn't quite connect with and doesn't understand what what sure. motivates me right. <laughs> right? right uh and and so so that's is and honestly speaking eric that's one of the big things for me why i have been uh such a a close friend to you in a lot of ways is because i actually have those similar feelings so i i can connect with that i can i can bond with that i can Got it. I, and, well, I didn't and think, so you know, but it's, yes, it, I, I, it could be. That could be the answer. You guys could, yeah, maybe. I hope that there's no offense at all. To you. Like, there's all no offense, offense at all. But yeah, yeah. Like, I, was I think that's a compliment. I think that's a definite compliment. Entirely complimentary. <laughs> entirely complimentary. Yeah, because I admire Bill Murray's character is in fact a, a, right. one of the most beautiful and subtle heroes. He is a model of the person that I think a lot of people should be. And I, I think agree. in a lot of ways, that is what you are as well. So and w- uh, yeah, and what's and what's sort of nice, and I mean this in both uh, in, uh, towards you and in description of the film is like what sets this movie apart from other similar movies is that this is not a self proud story. This is not a like, and then I toured the world and I let other you know I I used other cultures for my own self realization. Right, know? and, it's I, like and the, I went to the UN and I solved world and peace. Then, and then, then I'm, uh, exactly. <laughs> Like the movie is simply like Murray in the movie is simply uh, a curious, open person and is experiencing things. And that's it. Like, well, he's not he's not like having uh, like he doesn't he doesn't like you said, he doesn't go to the U.N. at the end of the movie. Like, no, like this is, but a, this I think is an actual the way internal I, realization. The way that I see it, and I, the way I think a lot of people should see it, and a lot of people, the, the message that I got out of the movie is like, just make the best out of your fucking life. Absolutely. Worry about all that's the other 100%. bullshit. Yeah. You know? like, yeah, like, you pretty much have like, one shot. And it, yeah, that's and, it. And it's like, if someone else is going to tell you, it's like, will I ever see you again? It's like, does it matter? No, I'm just going to keep going, man. Exactly. I've encountered in my life that, yeah. I thought about that the other day. I mean, I've met, you know, I used to travel by myself a lot in Europe. And mm-hmm. I called you guys. Like, I was, you know, in the wall fell. I was there. I spent, you know, just meet people and stay at their places and one minute i'm in sky and runes next minute i'm in you know sicily and i just you know roamed by myself talking yeah. to myself in the streets a lot and i did that many times uh, my, and i lived in italy as a kid or student in spain i just loved the wandering uh thing and i always identified with that you know i would always like walk to neighborhoods you know, when I first went to Spain, I was 14 or 15, I, the summer thing, and I just would walk, man, through Salamanca, Madrid, just like walk and meet people. And it's the end of the day, you're like, oh, my God. But there isn't a, a point to it. And I, I remember a family member, when I was explaining this, when I got back, they're like, well, but why would you do that? It's like you're walking around like the Star of David. You know, it makes no mm-hmm. sense. And I was like, maybe it does make sense because I'm – 
get a sense of what people are and life is. And you and I, I identify with Bill Murray saying it doesn't matter. Not to say yeah, you give up, matter. but no, it really doesn't. People hear that matter. the wrong way. People hear if, if you way. hear that and you think that life is pointless, then you missed the point. Right. Yes. <laughs> like, well, it's just, like, I, I, one of our one of our listeners uh, when because I when I said a while ago I was just like I really believe in uh, hopelessness and what I and I explained like what I mean is like I don't believe in hope I don't hope is always putting your mind in the future yep. like don't put your mind in the future keep keep yourself here in the present this is where everything is actually happening like don't don't be like oh maybe someday I'll be happy like fuck that <laughs> like try to come try to come to as close to happiness as you can right now by being in the moment and experiencing what you're experiencing yeah you know and make those choices because those are real choices you know and be truthful about stuff and be kind to people in the moment and all that kind of stuff that's how you end up with a, a good time and a happy experience and a, and a meaningful experience for people that you interact with and uh, and so when when like when he's saying it doesn't matter like it's like all this all the nonsense that he came from is uh like is people constructing uh elaborate noisy traps to distract themselves it's about distraction it's about to to keep themselves from dealing with the fact that they are alone and scared inside you mean like like arguing about spider-man like arguing about spider-man okay. <laughs> it's like this is it man and like that's the the beauty of this movie. i don't think like yeah this is it's a... interesting you say i was talking to somebody i won't say the the relationship or anything but yesterday and from my childhood and growing up and i've always felt this person was really incredibly gifted artist mm -hmm. but the path they have chosen is just so it would be like me trying to be a hollywood agent it's like what the fuck would i you know <laughs> i would just you know i'd be like Maybe. fuck you in a meeting and be fired you know in right. an hour yeah. And uh, by the way, my first job in L.A. and fuck you in a meeting. I'll tell you in a second after. But the point is, he did something where he ended up basically cooking for all these people. And he this guy is an incredible cook and makes these sauces and, you know, uh, roast. I'm not a I, I'm good at eating and doing dishes. I, I don't know how to cook. But the point is, it's like, why would you not do that for your life? Right. You know, you had such joy about it and telling me about it. It's like, who that? Okay, why would you not open there your own is. restaurant that you've always wanted to? Why do you have to be a Wall Street person? And it's just right. like, I don't understand it because, you, like, in that, they're like, you're going to come back after six months and you're going to get a job and work in the firm, blah, 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 blah. And right. um, that's what you're expected to do. And that's the thing. I, people I'll, have I'll trouble you, accepting what I, they are. People try to be something they're not. When if you step back or you get defeated, you realize who that person you are. And then you're comfortable of saying, well, this is what I'm good at. You my, know? my, 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 my dad is interesting. Cause it was like, you know, my dad, my dad, uh, um, when I was growing up in, uh, in, in Cairo, uh, my dad's best friend, who was his roommate in at Princeton, right, uh, was this guy uh, who ended up actually being the president of the Woodrow Wilson School in Princeton. So he ended up being a, a the you know heading that up, etc. As a fascinating guy, but anyway, I've always known my you know my dad's his basically his his you know oldest friend, right, and closest friend, and 
you know, I've always known him as like this guy who I would hang out with. And he, you know, like since I was, you know, four years old, whatever. And then I ended up catching up with him again because he was in London and and talking to him. And he's a much older guy. And I'm not have, now having a conversation with him much more as an adult as opposed to, you know, a kid or a teenager. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about my dad and, you know, my dad being older and living where he does. And he said, yeah. I never understood that about your dad. And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, well, you know, when we were in Princeton, he was a brilliant writer and loved poetry. I, I always mm. thought your dad was going to move to Ireland and write poems and become like the literary master that he is. Right. But instead he went to, became a businessman and started running <laughs> businesses right. and consulting and doing the things that he was expected to do right. like you know and and i think that's the thing is like he didn't do that and i was like oh shit my dad never did that like he he had that ability very similar to what you were just saying eric like your friend probably could have been an amazing chef <laughs> right and ended up not being that chef he ended up being a a lawyer or, a, or a, and that's the thing there is a thing about that that's toxic specifically mm -hmm. the the blue blood aristocracy of the northeast or in, or in this case lake forest or whatever you're talking about you are expected to become a lawyer an accountant uh, or or a, or, or a uh, you know a wall street uh, trader or something of that banker that's the that's the path you take right. that's the that's the path to success right. Cre anything creative is seen as a distraction or something you do you know yeah, the, and in, that's in pretty much also that arrogance, and you know we have to do it this way is what created World War One, yeah. and you know him as a pacifist. You know, yeah, he reached in for the grenade and threw it, right? But you know, he wasn't really a great shot, and yeah. he was reluctant. It doesn't make him weak. It actually makes him wiser when you see him in the Himalayas, you know, in a hut just burning a book. I mean, that's right. the only thing he had. He had to stay warm. And right. at the same time, because it doesn't matter. These things like we don't have to attach like because this is the this is the this is the center piece of like being of, of Zen practices like uh, just you must like disconnect attachments mm -hmm. like don't don't let yourself become because the thing is that there's a difference between um, feeling towards someone and it, being attached to them. You know, or or loving something that you do, or being attached to that thing. Like if you if you're attached to it, if you have a, then you have like then you have like a codependency with it, and right, like you lose like suddenly like if if you have things in your life that cause you resentment because people aren't acting the way you want them to act, like then you're causing yourself pain. You don't have to do that. You can disconnect from that stuff. And you don't have to create demands of other people like this. And like, because when you said world, like World War One is created out of this stuff, like I really believe that that's what war is. Like all of war is created out of this stuff. Is where you have mm -hmm. this sort of like this stacked up pile of unconscious demand that we're entitlement. putting entitlement and demand we're putting on the world, and someone's got someone's going to end up paying the bill. Like this yeah. happens constantly. The poor people and the working class pay yeah, the bill. Ex exactly. They go off and fight the wars. They go off and fight the wars. And the, mm -hmm. and they're the ones that like the, the the third world is who suffers and the poor people fight the wars for us, and like this is all like none of this has to actually happen, 
you can we could choose for it not to happen it's just that we constantly choose in the moment to be attached and sort of like i must define myself with this thing somehow you don't actually have to do that some of those themes too are i have to admit and i won't talk too much about it but in the thing that i've been writing for three years uh go are in that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like that kind of entitlement and the you don't have to go that way and then you know here comes a group of people that inspire him not to go that way right exactly and the thing is i mean that's the thing is like the the way i'm like i'm not talking about like none of the and this is what i love about murray's performance is like none of this is talked about in a super judgmental way in this movie and i don't mean myself to be super judgmental i can i get i get angry about it I, i try to let go of that anger but it's just like the the fact is like if you want to leave a, lead a happier life try to get closer to practicing this and if yeah. lots and lots of people do that then the world calms down like that's good right and so like this that's why these kinds of things i watch this performance i'm like it's like i do wish the movie were as good as murray like yeah think, it wasn't and, and i it's think not, and it's not i think yeah. that's that I, you're right because there was something Okay, so my here's my my emotional experience watching this movie, uh, and very similar. Like, the movie itself is, if I'm going to be very very uh, uh, objective about it, the movie itself mm-hmm. is okay. Yeah, the production is okay. Everything it's is okay. okay. It's okay, and and the story, the what made this movie strong for me one is Bill Murray, specifically mm-hmm. connection, personal connection to Bill Murray, based mm-hmm. on my own experience, and specifically. Eric, right? Like this movie is special right. to me because of Eric and my relationship with him. And this movie became very, I became very close to it because of that. And I felt very bonded and I felt very close to Eric in that way. And that in itself is a wonderful thing. And that's the You're... thing that I think that people need to look at when they look at movies. Like it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a good movie to be a movie to be special to you. The, mo- right. the specialness of the movie need, needs to come from other personal experiences. So you don't you think have. it was a good movie? No, I think I it's. Did. A, I just told I you. Think, I think it was a great movie. movie. I'm joking. I think the that. thing is, for me, my view is, <laughs> is that it's part of this not a trilogy, but you know, I love the book so much, and you know, any semblance of a show that is about it or based on it, to me, I I love like the 43 version, 84, sure. and yeah. I'm a huge Bill Murray fan, and I loved it, but I was also a little disappointed that he was. I felt he was too flip. At times where Larry should have just kept his mouth shut, and the and of course the narrator, but I do yeah, love the, it shouldn't the production be design. Right. Reminded me a lot of what was the one I always forget about the architect murdered in eighty one. Remember it was it nineteen eighty one? There was that movie uh, that took place at the turn of the century where that architect was killed. He was assassinated. Stanford White. Don't remember. Don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. I'll, I'll but yeah, look at. I get the thing is, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying because, like, the thing is that this movie, like, I th- I would actually, I'd love to see a good print of this movie. The print that I watched was unbelievably shitty. Like, it was just blurry and bad. Mm. It was a bad print. The colors were lou- a little lousy. Where also, did you watch it? No, I, I watched it off of Amazon. I was like, this yeah, is just I did too. The, the thing is, print, right? also, uh, the the uh, the Apple was pretty good um, version. But mm. the one thing out of watching both these movies is that Bill Murray is so good with kids. Oh, it's wonderful. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. He understands, like, he's on their level. And I mean, like, he's yeah, like, yeah. absolutely on them. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, and that's great. Let's, 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 let's transition to Broken Flowers. It's going to be hard to 
find a, a good segue. So the only thing I'm going to do is going to just say, let's take a hard ad break. Yeah, I love it. All right, ad break, ad break away. Talk spirituality. Break away. But, but, but uh, yeah, we can always go back and talk about uh, the razor's edge a little bit more right. because I'm sure it'll come up. But I think we're going to take a two minute ad break. Okay, a couple things I want to say. Uh, uh, if you are not a subscriber, you are going to see an ad. If you are a subscriber, you are not going to see an ad. You're going to hear us ranting about other random things, but you're welcome to participate in the conversation. Uh, I do want to make a last push. It's the end of the year. If we can get some extra subscribers for the last push of the year, that would be really good for us. Uh, you, you don't necessarily have to pay money for the subscription. If you have an Amazon Prime, you can basically give us each. Yeah, you already have one free. By the way, yeah, you have one free a month. We have a new poster that. out, and there's more stuff coming out in the next couple of days. Oh, the yeah. Yeah, the fantastic. new poster is incredible. Like, and the movie I was the trying to is great. Big the fan of movie the I was bag. trying to reference, Dan, was <laughs> Ragtime. Oh yeah, the El Doctor thing. I totally forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, and absolutely. thank you, Jesus, for taking to, to for yeah. going onto your Prime and resubscribing. That's right. awesome. It really helps us out. Uh, so please uh, continue to do that uh, if you guys are yeah. uh, primaries. It doesn't automatically do it, so you just have to remember to do it for us. And I really appreciate you doing that, Jesus, uh, yeah. and 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 doing that because honestly, it's fun for us, and we love doing this, and we want to continue to do it with you guys. So uh, let us let us know. We're actually uh, Eric and I were just 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 before we started, we're actually looking at uh, uh, some alternatives to Threadless, or maybe in addition to Threadless, because. Uh, we have some ideas of putting out some martini giant uh, coasters. Coasters, a really based nice on coaster that, the artwork that I did for you. Yeah, based on some of the new artwork. Good. Yeah, Beautiful. so and I think that based Eric's Eric's uh, new uh, design uh, uh, brand design for for some of the stuff we're doing would fit very well in coaster form, actually in sticker form too, uh, as well. All right, so two-minute ad break, uh, and we appreciate it, uh, and then we'll be back uh, like in two minutes. So right on. here we go. Enjoy, enjoy. All right. Uh, yeah, I just want to say like the the thing that in a totally tangential way to what we were talking about with this movie mm -hmm. that um, uh, connected with me is: Do you guys did you guys hear about this article? I think it was in the New York New York Times called "Who Is the Bad Art Friend." Like no. I, I super recommend reading who is the bad art friend. Like it, the story is so, I don't want to tell you, I don't want to tell you anything about it. It is, it wraps up absolutely everything I can imagine about what I think is devastating about uh, our internet based culture and social media based culture. It's really spectacular. Oh, I'm just like, I am going to get stunning. into, I have feelings. Who is the who is okay, who is the I'll, bad art friend? I'm gonna put it up. Like this is a uh, it is like it it is it's everything to do with yeah. Like there's questions about art. There's questions about honesty. There's questions about like New York Times the, article, internet sort of like a social media culture and and sort of like creative groups and support groups for creative people and all these things that I can totally identify with and. The difference between people's what people say they are and what they actually are inside is I am looking forward wild. to this article. <laughs> it is absolutely wild. Yeah. yeah like this is I, I'll I'll get ahead of it. There are zero good guys in this story. Zero good guys. Right. And it's and it's it's uh, like a, to read about now, it's hysterically funny and absolutely embarrassing at every level. It's it's incredible. And I include myself in that. I'm just like the judgmentalism that that comes along with reading it makes you sort of complicit in it. And it's just hysterically 
it's brilliant so it's, uh, it's it's unbelievably funny who is the bad art friend right, <laughs> and the best time of the year all right uh are we back yet no we're oh yeah oh perfect perfect okay we're back eric was uh, eric uh dan was just telling us about a really good article that we should be uh, leading and he's not going to tell us if you were a subscriber if you're a subscriber that little you would have known the amazing article uh of what that was (laughs) that's Uh, that's all get him in there dave saw ads even though he's a three-month subscriber that is odd unacceptable that's unacceptable uh and i don't know what happened dave i'll and... chat with you after and tell you what i was uh recommending yes. in terms of the article and we'll make sure that's all taken care of for you yeah you too <laughs> that's weird you should not have seen no, you should definitely not be seeing ads. maybe it's a setting and if that's the case i apologize to all of you uh for seeing ads uh but uh uh yes we will Maybe it's a setting that I have to set on my side, and I will I will try to fix that side of things. Uh, anyway, hopefully the ads you saw were relevant to your interests. Uh, they not they aren't always, as we know. Uh, okay, so let's talk about broken flowers. Broken flowers. Jim Jarmusch. Ooh, la la. Jim Jarmusch. I, I love Jim Jarmusch. Jim Jarmusch yep, is one of my so favorite comics. He right. is a very. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he's a very interesting uh, director. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 loves the slow pace of films, mm-hmm. uh, as do I. Um, he and Bill Murray have worked together a number of times. He and yeah. Bill Murray, including what was the the, the zombie coffee? One? Yeah, coffee and cigarettes. Um, uh, 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 the, uh, the dead don't die. Uh, the dead don't die. Yeah, like they they've been good friends for a number of years, mm-hmm. and they share a. A Zen view of the world. I think that's a fair thing to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's an interesting thing. Um, so this film, this the this was interesting to me. This movie came out two thousand five, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I that's true. I saw it in theaters when it came out. Yep. And I believe I that was the, with my wife. That was the last time I saw it until recently. Excellent. But but it's a very strong film, mm-hmm. so I remember it very, you know, in a strongly, strongly. Yeah, it stays in your mind. It stays in your mind. mind. Yeah. So uh, I remember very strongly, and so watching it again now, uh, uh, created a little bit of a, a jarring adjustment as I was going through, mm-hmm. right? And 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 it's not not that the movie isn't strong or everything is not great about it, but there was like, huh, right. And so what's weird is the film, when I first saw it, felt very subtle. It mm-hmm. feels very unsubtle. Oh, it's, yeah, it is not subtle. It's very in your face. <laughs> like it's but almost blunt. like, like, like <laughs> right. almost over explaining. Mm-hmm. Right. right. You know what I mean? Like it has to tell you yeah. things very literally like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Her name is Lolita. I get it. Right. You know, like, like you didn't have like, oh yeah, there's a little bit of irony here. Like, no, no, no. We're really gonna tell well, you her name is that, Lolita. <laughs> for for fans of the novel Lolita, like her opening lines about being named Lolita are almost verbatim the opening line of that book. Like, I, exactly. Low in the morning, low in the yeah, low, uh, low in the afternoon. Like that's basically what she says. So yeah. right, yeah. Like, and the thing is, like, uh, that's the. I agree with you. I also th- I just appreciate that about a lot of Jarmusch's stuff. Like he doesn't. He just goes, yeah, whatever. This is yeah. what we're doing. 
Like he just sort of like says it. <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> wrong with anything. Yeah. There's right. nothing wrong with it. It's but not, it's, it's basically not it's not trying to hide it at all. It's not subtle. But the thing right. is that it feels like it's a subtle movie and not in your face. It's subtle but it's in not. other ways. It's subtle in other ways. It's subtle it in other ways. Yeah, like yeah. I, I ha actually had this very. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not quite done watching it. I had to watch these two movies, so I stopped watching. Um, uh, what do you call it? The last, the last duel is. I'm in the middle. I'm in the first two thirds of the last duel right now. The Ridley Scott film with Matt Damon and uh, mm -hmm. and Ben Affleck and um, and Kylo Ren, and uh, and that's another. movie. I'm enjoying it a lot so far, and that is another movie where I'm like, it has big, like almost like like bludgeoningly obvious symbols that happen in the film. But they may because there's because the, the symbolic stuff is so big, like it actually ends up leaving a lot of room for subtlety of thought with everything else. And that's mm -hmm. basically how I feel about Jarmusch in general. Like he just like he's like, okay, well, let's cut to the quick. You get the gag, Lolita, right? And he just says it, and then you're left with it. And then there's a lot of space around it. Like he's just like, no, there you are, Lolita. And then then looks away, and you're like, uh, <laughs> and it sort of sits in your lap, you right. know, and he does this with almost all of the characters in this movie, like the husband, uh, like the, uh, you know, like the we're selling, we're selling houses husband. Like there's mm -hmm. no subtlety to that guy at all. He's like a douchebag, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. And I, and I just sort of get a kick out of that. Like, I think that, and the same is true with dead, don't die, where he's just like, we're just going to fucking say it. There it is. And then we'll have five minutes of silence. So there's he also the I just I just yes right and it's great. Mm -hmm. I want to point out also that this is basically a there's a lot of similarities with Broken Flowers, with there's uh, a Night on Earth as well, uh huh, right? Yep, because it's very it's it's like it's four short stories, <laughs> mm -hmm. essentially. <laughs> just right. just like Night on Earth is about cabs. Night on Earth is much more obvious. Like we're gonna take you at cab in New York. Uh, or Los Angeles, New York, Paris, Italy, right. and and none of it has some great, great gags in it. Like that's a, like oh it's my a God. sporadic movie, but it's got some great, great material. I love Night on Earth Night because on Earth it's like... it's such the the point that they make specifically on Night on Earth is how vastly different those stories are. Yes, yeah. The it's LA story is so film. different from the Rome story, which is so different yeah. from the Paris New York story, story and the New York story, and the Helsinki right. story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and that's so that's the thing. Yeah, very very fun film. And uh, yeah, I, I I think about the uh, there's the one with um uh, what's his name? The guy who plays Gus Fring on um, Breaking Bad is the cab driver for the German. Oh, there are, there's taking the ride with the German guy, um, the German cab driver. Esposito. Yeah, he's like yeah, well, yeah, like that guy's a great actor, and he's he's getting a ride of this sort of like. You know, uh, I, I I believe you know, like Austrian or whatever. It's like wonderful actor you see a lot during that time period, an older older actor. And when he drives away into the night, lost is one of my favorite images in all of in the, the New York film. one. In the New York one, well, I'm like, well, oh, that really spooked me out. Like that was the loneliest things I've ever seen. <laughs> it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah and, and it's interesting because the New York the New York stuff. story itself felt a little bit okay to me that like the la right. one is the weakest one in some right. ways Be but the best ones are paris and rome i think no i have the helsinki to me oh man. no i'm sorry helsinki is number one no, helsinki is, is by number, far number one, one. yeah helsinki number one i'm sorry then 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 rome and paris and then, then uh, rome york, and then, then paris and then new york and then la yeah, which yeah. is fine i don't mean to rank them because the fact is that you can't 
the thing that's beautiful about uh, sorry we're talking about the wrong term John Wushman, <laughs> sorry, but the, the thing that i think is great is about those things is that you can't one cannot exist without the other even though yeah. they completely exist independent like you can't act anyway it's if a, you're it's, to watch one watch well helsinki though that is gold uh, but you can't get to hell <laughs> that's know, why helsinki is at the end you have yes. to have gone through the journey yeah, through the of the journey. other ones I agree. I agree. to make it to make it work but anyway this is, that's the sense of jim jarmusch i mean essentially what and where i was going is just like the other competing like there's a, the other competing loneliest images in jim jarmusch's films are the ending shot of dead man and dead man oh my god uh, and dead the ending so shot of broken flowers where i'm like this is the most like alienated and sad jim jarmusch has it's, ever gotten. yeah it's basically like does it need to be resolved yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was just it like, hope you enjoyed the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> like, this movie is this. see you later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, this movie, Broken Flowers. Okay, so the sum up of Broken Flowers is very simple. It's Root actually, yeah, it's a very simple thing. So, and, 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 and it's, it's, it's slow. So the tone is slow, which right. is nice, right? Because okay, so you, like. you observe, you observe everything in this movie because nothing is really happening. It's just like right. waiting for things to play out. Waiting for things to happen for you, right. which is actually interesting. So basically we find Bill Murray, Bill Murray is a very quiet person mm -hmm. who uh, is uh, revealed to be somewhat of a Don Juan character. I mean, yeah, sort of a Lothario. With, yeah, exactly. A little bit. Of, he's been with a lot of different girls. Uh, but he's not like a hey 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 womanizer. He's a super quiet, passive person, chill person, right? He's made a lot of money in his life through computers. the internet, yeah, right. computers, which we're gonna I'm gonna get to in a second. I have a, a lot of thoughts about all that part of the, <laughs> nice. the story. Yes. Uh, and then uh, he we introduced to the fact that uh, another woman is walking out on his life, and he's like, oh. and you can see, and it sounds like I guess she's leaving me too, right? Yeah, which is. An interesting thing at the same time why why is it interesting that he's basically just like you're catching him like at a you're the, catching the, him between yeah. between girlfriends yeah, he's, at, he's at a crossroads at the beginning and literally end of the yeah day. well that's yes. yeah okay. right I that's what's happening right. that. yeah, yeah that's all yeah. that's all it is but he also lives in a very nice big house with fancy stereos sure. and right. stuff uh and he's got a family next door I love the that music he, in this movie, by the way. I just have to throw that in there because of the stereos. The music in this movie is terrific. Yeah. Yes, the movie, the music, music is not only great; it's actually an important part yes. of the story as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but there's a family next door that has uh, befriended him, right? And they represent the exact opposite of bachelorhood. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So, uh, first of all, they're very different from him. He's just, you know, a white guy that lives next door. And, and the other guy is Ethiopian family. They've got five kids. The guy's right. like thing. They're loving family. They all love each other. They're just making Jeffrey it all Wright, work. Who is and the idea. magnificent Jeffrey Wright, who is right. always amazing. Him. Basquiat yeah. is one of my yeah. 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 So so they're all in this very strong, strong family environment. Um, and he sort of <clears throat> just pops in all the time. Right. So that's the family he has that he doesn't have. Right. Right. That's his family. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so the reason he goes over to his neighbors is that he gets a strange thing in the mail, which, by the way, was a really great way to start the film. I didn't remember this was 
the the journey of the letter to his house. Oh yeah, goes in we the, want to thank the U.S. Postal Service for that because that was all that, good footage. It yeah, was really it was amazing. Watching. Like yeah. like the letter going, you know, sorted from away, sorted yeah. from the mailbox, going through the thing, getting through the sorter, getting into the truck, getting on the plane, and getting into the thing, and it actually dropped off into the mailbox. Now it's been done before, but the way that it's done as the opening to this film as like. It's, Here's it's the never been done. Yes, and it's never been done as a direct symbol of the character you're about to watch. <laughs> right. So so this was an interesting thing. So basically he gets this letter written on pink paper with pink with red pen mm -hmm. saying that hmm. you have I'm an old girlfriend that you used to have, and you have a son. I never let you know about it because you weren't interested in continuing relationship with me. So I raised him on my own, but suddenly he's out there on a vision quest trying to find his dad and he may be trying to find you. Good luck with that. The end, right. no return address, no signature, blah, blah, blah. Right. So that's the thing. Right. So he takes this letter to his neighbor. He's not panicked, by the way. He's like, whatever. He's just, it's Again, that's weird. Bill Murray, same character from The Razor's Edge. Like, whatever. <laughs> right. right? right. Not I'm that. just, I'm just going over to my neighbor, telling him about this while, you know, having breakfast or brunch or whatever. And the guy says, Ethiopian coffee. Ethiopian yeah. coffee. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Eric. He basically says, the guy says, uh, I'm having trouble with my computer. Yeah. And the, the, this is the, the this is the thing, right? Help me out with his web page. <laughs> with this web page and the internet and stuff, right? right? Yeah. 2005, right? Yeah. So this is this is right, you know, kind of at the height of the internet misinformation. Yes. Yes. And this is the thing, right? So I've been going on this on this this journey recently and you guys know about this about specifically web one web two web three mm -hmm. this was right at the end of web one going into web yeah. two mm -hmm. right and 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 if you guys you know know what that is it's basically web one was the what they referred to as the read only web where you had pages of information and you would just, just read it yeah not text. just text it was just <laughs> like you you were you were reading whatever someone yep. published on the internet right. and then web two was empowering people to write content in the internet mm -hmm. and enable them to broadcast more freely on the internet that right. became the blogosphere and other things of that nature that was happening and that was just before this movie was really happening right mm -hmm. that was the promise of web two right. so this whole thing was like you can go on the internet and find things mm. was the thing that was pretty crazy the promise that was mm -hmm. this this is and yep. so in this movie as like you would never write that script like i found all this information and i printed out all this stuff for you and right here it is you wouldn't do that because that's not how we operate today right. and we know that that's not how it operated back then also right, right. just no, nobody really i mean Filmmakers didn't, it's just, you see this all the time where it's just like, you know, like one of the best movies you can watch right now uh, in terms of like uh, old web stuff is go watch Sandra Bullock in the net. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, no, uh, swordfish. That is, uh, swordfish, another one, or hackers, mm -hmm. like watch any yeah. of those movies and you're like, what? what <laughs> yeah like where were you getting information dude yeah That's crazy. anyway but the thing is like specifically like anyway i'll get to the to the thing a little bit more detail about it but for the general plot of the thing of the movie the his neighbor 
feel like wants to think of himself as an amateur uh, private investigator in some ways. Like he's going to use the internet as a way to find information and get all this stuff figured out. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so what he asked Bill Murray to do is like, give him a list of all the women he was with around that time that they can mm -hmm. figure out what it was. Right. So around 20 years ago, who are the women that you were with? So he lists, he gives them those women. And then the guy goes into his own internet investigation and finds mm -hmm. out one of them is dead. Right. Yeah. So she clearly didn't write the letter because she's dead. dead. Uh, and then, so there's four other women that are out there and gives them a folder mm -hmm. with, with all, with all of their terror. information, as mm -hmm. much information as he has of them and map quest printouts. Yeah. <laughs> nice of where they live right and tells That's them cool. and tells them i've already booked all your flights mm -hmm. and everything you need, need to do card. i just need your credit card like really how did the fuck does that work like like uh, anyway movie magic movie magic <laughs> but it's good enough right because i think what was interesting is that like bill murray is so passive so 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 passive yeah. someone else had to do all the initiative all for him for him to actually say okay whatever i'm just going to solve this with a credit card because i have all the money in the world etc cetera, etc cetera, right so that's the thing yeah there's a great shot of murray in the beginning when he's depressed and he's like it's just a shot of him face down on the couch yeah so i'm yeah. just like that's the movie <laughs> right. The funniest too is when Julie Delphi's leaving. He's like, he says her name. She turns around, and usually she left him. He'd be like, "I love you," or something. Right. He's like silent, and she's like, "Oh yeah. God," she just walks away. Yeah, it's great. It's like he's so like he's so inert, like he's just experiencing the movie. Like yeah. he's like he's virtually in the audience. Going, he's virtually the audience. It's a good way of putting it. He's virtually. He's might as well be us. Like, oh man, that was shitty. That sucks, boy. <laughs> oh, that sucks. I guess. Oh, I guess I'm going on a journey. All right, fine. Yep. Hand me the yep. ticket. <laughs> All right. All right. I guess yep. we're going on this journey. Yep. Uh, yeah. So he's on this. He's on this. It's like a choose your own adventure. But basically, yeah. what it is is. Uh, uh, it's like Night on Earth, where he is going to visit four ex-girlfriends around mm -hmm. the country, and they're all going to be very different from each other, just mm -hmm. like Night on Earth, which right. is the great part of the journey, right? So find out a little bit about the past and find out what these people are and find out how different the people are that encountered this past 20 years ago and how they've mm -hmm. grown older, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And, so, it, like it, and it, it, uh, like it, it sketches out who these people are and how they've changed, but it also sketches out who Bill Murray must have been at that point in his life. So yes. you're getting like this emotional backstory of Bill Murray without it being sort of spoken. Aloud. What's weird is like, it's also very interesting is that all four of these okay. women, he must've been not that far from the, all four of these women must've been much more similar to each other 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And they all split apart and became yep. these different people right. down the line. Right. 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 So well, and what, yeah, exactly. So like you have like Sharon Stone, right? Right. And uh, yeah. and and Sharon Stone is you know she's going. That's off the first woman. First woman, mm -hmm. and uh, she has uh, a daughter. She has them um, doesn't have any sons. Um, right. Daughter's named Lolita. Lolita, right? And Lolita is like immediately trying to seduce Bill Murray 
hypersexual and she's 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 like she's supposed to be like 17 years old or something crazy the actor is clearly 23 but that's you know you got she's walking around naked and sort of like she was a great actress yeah very notable (laughs) performance the uh and uh and uh and bill murray is not like there's not even any like bill murray is not into it at all he's no he's in fact he's unbelievably uncomfortable he's just like this is making me feel extremely strange and i'd like to go right (laughs) i just want to know well first of all first of all first of all the thing is like he knocks on her door right Mm -hmm. sharon stone's door Mm -hmm. and and she's not there but the 16 year old girl is there invites him in yeah yeah and yeah. pretty and much is prancing around him down naked into a chair. right yeah exactly like forces him down into a chair and then prances around naked in front of him and pretend like nothing's going on and yeah. he's like and his her mother is not even there and he had no yeah. fucking idea like already this is a disastrous choice <laughs> like that's right. like he's just like uh uh um <laughs> you know, right like, what where am i what's what's happening to me what's happening right and then the other thing that's also interesting is that it's a little it's her that existence is is trashy in some ways right it's definitely her 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 uh sharon stone's husband i guess maybe husband or was a race car driver was a race car driver and died right so she's a widow right right and you can see like the like like there's like there's a comic inflection to everything that's here but like you can see oh god yes like (laughs) like you can see why lolita is lolita like Mm -hmm. like you can see the forces that sort of set up her yeah, her, her mom. Her mom made that right. happen. <laughs> exactly, and uh, and her mom, kind of a... her mom gives her alcohol. <laughs> yes, exactly, and like, and this is, and you can tell that this is clearly a sort of reaction to the choices that she made when she was with Bill Murray, and like, you just like, like all of the stuff that sort of, like the the sort of in, the fascinating thing about this movie isn't like, um, uh, like let's get deep into these characters and try to understand them. It's more like the. Look at how, uh, like Bill Murray, what intersected with this person once, and then look at this weird sort of uh, bubble chamber explosion of events that happen off off of that. Right. Like this what, one little intersection that someone has with somebody else, and this is how their life is different. You know, uh, yeah. and it's all it's all framed as like it's it's all basically put in a frame, and and I think that like the the upshot of the movie, like even though it seems like nothing is happening, it's talking about like this is what happens every time you interact with anybody like you're changing what is happening by intersecting with them you know and their lives are different you are different and everything is like even when nothing seems to be happening at all everything is changing constantly and uh and uh and so like the implied story from the little sketch you get from say just sharon stone's experience like you go whoa fuck like would any of this be true if they had not met like what would the would lolita exist where, where's where the so where's the right the race car driver like you know, like what what's going on you know and uh and and it's all in the midst of like all that action seems uh frozen in time because bill murray is not doing anything like it's just like this here's this complete book of a story right in front of you and then we just walk mm-hmm. away from it you know, and then we go to the next one and we see this next little, like, it's like a, it's like a, what do you call this? A, a, a diorama, you know, where you're He's just floating like, around though, pretty much like he did in Razor's Edge. Yeah, exactly. He's good yeah. at that. Oh, th- this is his zone. That is like, he does it yeah. in Life Aquatic as well, which uh, is the, uh, another movie. Yeah. I, love. Uh, I, yeah. I have, 
I, want, I definitely want to get back to I want to rewatch Life's Aquatic more recently after all these I two films. deeply love Life Aquatic. I know that's not everyone's favorite Wes Anderson. That's one of my favorite Wes Andersons. Yeah, and it's the I one that understands the Bill Murray experience more than anybody. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so 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 he I th and first of all, Sharon Stone is perfectly cast for this. Like she oh, really yeah. nails it. And in fact, all the women. Yeah, all they're all the great, women. all great actors, like all terrific actors. And that Until is kind of the point. Like it's almost like yeah. we are going to deliver four fantastic performances mm -hmm. as short story exposés in some way. So there's a lot of that. So it's almost a little bit in your face. Like, are you ready for mm -hmm. four short for right. and then you have literally the same musical interlude notifying you're about to go on the next journey. Okay, we're right. done with that chapter. Right. And now, now let's experience the next, the next thing. The next, the next chapter. Right? right. And and in none of these things except one does anything happen. Like that's it. Like the in in, in the Tilda Swinton one, something kind of happens. Right. But then it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> like, like we'll get to that. So so okay, we'll get to that. So the next the next journey. Mm -hmm. So that one was a little bit white trashy, <laughs> shall we yeah, say? Sure. Right. Right. A little right. bit funky. Like, yeah, yeah there's a little you know, it's it's, for, it's weird. It's like this it's weird it's like and uncomfortable. Of old, like NASCAR, a little know? bit of NASCAR, a little yeah. bit of like, you know, pedophile. could be especially since he's trying to figure out the origins of like who's like this person's brother could be the guy, my son, right? So there's a little bit of weird incest. It could be there. Weird, yeah, exactly. Like just makes you feel really disturbed. There to make you feel like this is a bad idea. Everything is bad. Yeah, bad idea. So that one feels odd and like okay, this is all disjointed, etc., etc. And so the next journey he goes into is the most buttoned up. Oh yeah, super conservative. Super super conservative, right? Oh my God, taunt! Yeah, yeah. Oh, like it's so like yeah, like like in a perfect like prefab house. They talk about prefab house. I know it's it is <laughs> like it is it is the most style. suburban yeah. most suburban experience. First oh. of all, they're into real estate as well, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Like it's all a, the the paintings like on the wall, like everything, <laughs> the way she dresses, her discomfort. Mm -hmm. Why she are is, you here? <laughs> <laughs> she's so uncomfortable yeah she wants him out gone <laughs> like, she's like is... i do not want you i don't want this to be part of my life right it's very very uncomfortable because and her then, previous life was not this was yeah. not that and i think she regrets that she's like yes. it's not like no no you know, here's the thing like she wasn't like I it could... was bill that you know it was oh just... no 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 no, yeah. no, no. But i could his, sense his, his... that she she's like it's not like I regret that part of my life. It's almost like, like I could sense that she was like, I don't want people in my neighborhood to know about that part of my life. Yes, exactly. I want to hide all the, everything, I want to hide all everything that. that I'm connected to with you. I don't mm -hmm. want to know. I don't want anyone to know that that's real. Mm -hmm. Like I'm living in a very, very safe, completely walled off life right now. Yep. With a dick husband, lots of money. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, yeah, and and good. and their dinner is like, oh, stay for dinner. And the way the dinner is, it looks like the perfect little rice thing with yes. the cherry on top. Yeah. So Eric, good. you disappeared. Did you disappear? This is gone. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. Eric disappeared. Mm -hmm. Okay. When he comes back, uh, hopefully. 
We'll get him. I'm gonna back. He's not. On, he's not on. Uh, he's not on our, our our feed or on Twitch either. So I'm gonna his, wait for uh, him. His internet seems to have just actually like because of the wacky weather, like the internet has been very strange for me as well. So hopefully I'll I'll be hanging on. But uh, but yes, yeah, that was a uh, like that. That's one of the that's one of the funniest parts of the movie for me is how like teeth clenchingly uncomfortable that segment is i'm just like oh, oh god get me out <laughs> i've been here well, the, thing is, here. Like, it's, the thing that's funny about it is you and again he does a really good job of putting these stories one up against the other right mm -hmm. it's same way that he did with night on earth so when he does that it's like okay so like you were on you thought you were uncomfortable like i'm going to introduce you to something that feel like the most uncomfortable thing ever Mm -hmm. with lolita and sharon stone right right and now and and and, <laughs> and at the same time you they had a dinner experience during that one as well which was mm -hmm. definitely more chill even though yeah, it's more uncomfortable. relaxed sure right and then it's like oh just to show you you thought that was uncomfortable this is even more and yeah. nothing actually happens during the yes. conversation but exactly it's even yeah. more uncomfortable. hey you're back yeah like there's uh, okay. Yeah, you're hanging. It, there. Does, there everyone, you does everyone see Eric, by the way, on Twitch? Because I do I'm as well. Looking, I just want to make sure. There. Yes, he is there. He is there. Okay. Um, Somehow, but yeah, like, he okay, good. I don't have to yeah. go back and rejoin him. Yeah, the yeah. like the the like this is and like because you feel this like just beneath the surface of the whole scene like is just rage, rage galore, and like rage. she's enraged. Galore. The husband hates him. Like, and they're just everything is like you know just like. Oh, and you should stay for dinner. And like everything feels like I would like to kill you. <laughs> like oh. I want to, I want to kill you and hide your body and never talk about any of this stuff again. But we can't. That was so taunt. And then he didn't yeah. like the food. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Right? The food so looked bland. It looked horrible. Exactly. I know, but it's he so was just could have just. But he was like skewered the the carrots and this kind of like forcing it into his mouth. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. That's because good. those carrots, I know he, I could taste those carrots in that scene. <laughs> I know so how bland they taste. Yeah. That is might like as well just be those carrots. Yeah. Like and they did. They, dirts, like yeah. It just like, it was like, Oh no. Yeah. It was but this bad. Is the, like the beauty of German and that rice. Like, I know what that rice is. It sauce, tastes like man. minute made rice. Yeah. It was just, yeah. Yeah, empty oh. of all flavor. That is the existence that this yeah, it is the blandest thing ever. And it the thing that's the, the irony, of course, is that it was presented in a quote unquote fancy way, right? Yes. The piece exactly. of small chicken, thing of rice with a little cherry tomato on top to make yep. it look fancier in some it looked way. like airplane food from the <laughs> that's a good way of putting it it's like, you know, it's like yes it's 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 like airplane food you know business class airplane food which is like we're just going to make it look a little fancier yeah it's the same shit though <laughs> same shit same garbage <laughs> yeah dude now that uh, that scene is guaranteed to make you feel like god has died it's amazing it's just the best yes. god is <laughs> oh my god so so yeah that 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 scene was awkward mm -hmm. very very awkward uh, and then we uh, we uh, we take that journey. So the here's the the thing that first we should we should know we don't quite get the answer to dismiss any one of these women, right? Spoiler yeah, there's alert. No, there's no solution. There's, there's no resolution to like okay, 
cross that off the list that is clearly not the can't person be this the only person that can't be is the dead one that's it that's the yeah. only person that can't yeah. be is the dead person because right. she could not have written a letter because she's dead so right. you never get the answer you want you but you continue to go on the journey right, right? which right. is an interesting part of how this journey goes yep uh so the third person who plays the third person jessica lang jessica lang right oh, she's yeah. so, so she's she is a pet communicator not a psychiatrist not a psychiatrist not a psychiatrist. Pet communicator, pet communicator. <laughs> she an animal communicator she basically tells you what your pet is saying right and, and bill murray clearly is just like are you shitting me is this are you what you talking right. about man? and very successful as a mm -hmm. pet communicator very wealthy with a lot of people coming over an appointment and her appointment book is very full right. and and the, and, and the beauty and, of this is that like the it's like she's very successful as you're saying right and bill murray obviously thinks that this is baloney and then it seems to be actually happening <laughs> right well we'll get to that but but the, the the strange like in every one of these there's a confrontational relationship right so you right. With, with sharon stone there's like lolita who's like maybe he'll fuck me right, right. like 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 or or maybe he'll validate my sexuality somehow right, right? like yes, saying exactly. yes right. i am i am sexy enough that anyone wants to fuck me including this old guy here right, right? And then, and then you've got the other woman who's got her husband there, who's like, "This is my life now. This is what you know." And that, that, that it's sort not of you. that is the, not you in the juxtaposition. Right. Yes, and then in exactly. this particular relationship, it's the receptionist who clearly is into <laughs> her. Yeah, Chloe Savini. <laughs> yeah, who is fucking hysterical in this movie yes like, who there's, really there's, hates like, him hates it, him so much like the hates side him eye that she gives him is one of the classic shots of a jim jim she's like she scratches her leg and she can see that murray sees her scratch her thigh and then you see her out of the corner of her eye her eyes slide over at him like fucking hate you <laughs> yeah you are you're a horrible person oh it's like nuts. yeah it's especially so... since you can like you can hear the scratching like yeah, yeah. Uh, Chloe like, is one of the best actors i have ever seen yes and she can do fucking anything uh, and like yes and she that she constantly goes into movies and just takes the the good part even if it's a very small part Yep. that she's like that's the role i don't want to be the big person i want to be this one because i'm going to come in like a magic bullet and destroy right and, and she owns owns the interesting that thing. thing i think she's great and I, I actually would love to meet her because she actually portrayed somebody she in wants movie. to meet you too uh, <laughs> i would I, I would love to meet. I, she I portrayed somebody in a movie that i knew mad yeah who did who yeah. did she portray in a movie that you know uh, my brother's uh, mother-in-law oh wow interesting she, there was a movie made about uh and she was one of the main characters or in the recreation it was with uh what's his name from sexy beast um yes. um what's his name you know bald yeah the famous guy hang on in uh, sexy beast who was who was the kinsley what's the name yeah ben kingsley it was ben, ben kingsley and that benning and chloe Zavalli. and chloe ben played ben. somebody who i knew and and I was it's kind of I was like, man, <laughs> Mrs. Harris, Mrs. Yes. Harris, is that yeah. in the film? There we are. Yeah. 
There we go. Yeah, I, I like. I think that Savini is amazing. I love her in uh, in particular, like a movie that uh, I, I worked on. A, she worked. Uh, she was in Zodiac. She plays. Uh, yeah, um, she's great. Like, Jalen Hall's uh, wife and then ex-wife, and man, she yeah. just is the fucking moral center of the movie. Like she is the 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 like everybody else is fucking wrapped up with the killer, and she's like, but also you have a family. <laughs> yeah, it's just terrific. She's she delivers the goods every time you see her, and then she's a completely fearless actor. Like she does whatever, uh, which is the way that I think actors should always be. Brown Bunny, she's amazing in Brown Bunny. Yeah, very 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 sure. very small role but man talk about like the pure fearlessness absolutely brilliant 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 actor anyway she's great in this and she's hysterical in this thing yes very minimal stuff she yeah she just sticks the knife in and it's just amazing yeah 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 so it was anyway it's it's very i know uh uh it's funny right so you have the first one it's like the redneck situation, mm -hmm. right? Then the second one is the uber conservative Midwestern kind of suburban thing that's going on there, right? And then the third one is the complete successful hippie. Like it's the, it's like yeah. let's take yeah. let's take right. the successful hippie situation, right? Right. right? And 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 that was the like you know oh it's it's the it's the santa barbara situation or the something. santa barbara heavy yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's interesting it's like it's like the you get the hint that like the there's the conservative woman who used to not be anything like this and right. then and jessica lang is like the same same zone but is now the santa barbara hippie like the super successful right. santa barbara hippie like a yeah. millionaire whatever it is like you're just like you know <laughs> like, yeah like it's uh, it's perfect Perfect, perfect. Yeah, there's there's something funny about the 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 rich liberal situation, the Santa Barbara yes. hippies, right? There's yes. something absolutely ironic about those that that yeah. society. That whole yeah, that that is the God God bless them, but like it is the most contradictory yes experience you can have. Yes. <laughs> absolutely, it is well, the, you're it's living the, the opposite of <laughs> what you say you believe all the time. Yes, it's, uh, it's amazing. You're trading mutual funds and preaching about the poor people. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's just, right, and also like, you know, like a, just saw like a, like a fantastic study of like you know Black like, Lives Matters in Santa Barbara. <laughs> yeah, exactly. sure. Yeah, I'm sure you vote that way. <laughs> yeah, like, oh yep. my god, I love. I definitely, I'll, I definitely want to. Sorry, say I don't mean to pick on anyone. <laughs> yeah, but also. <laughs> Yeah, but like it's it, like, and the thing is made. It's not a like I don't think Jarmusch is like cruel about it. Like he's not doing the the expense of anybody. But like it is a very it's a very clever uh, scenario that he's it, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's very very funny and very. It is very funny. Yeah, so, yeah, he's not being an asshole about it. But it's like, like when I was watching, going, oh yeah, I know who this is. <laughs> yep, like that's just very very good stuff. But yeah, she's great, and I love that. Like he's you know Bill Murray is just like so you are a animal communicator like and she's like not like psychic i can it's like they talk to me like uh, you know you're you're talking to me right now be basically saying i'm you are the animal and i'm communicating with you um right cat like she goes oh just a second and she stands up and goes over mm -hmm. the door mm -hmm. slides the door open and a cat walks in from like 25 feet away like oh yeah thank you for opening the door for me that's what i was asking for that's like the tone that it's given cat comes in and sits next to her and stares at bill murray and he's like what is he saying? Is he talking to me right huh? now? And she's like, 
he says you have a hidden agenda. <laughs> it's just good. Like, yes. Okay. 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 But however, <laughs> clearly, if someone is coming to revisit you after twenty you, years, they, just have just, like, agenda, they have right? a hidden agenda. They have a hidden agenda, right? Like you know, like I love oh, it's just yeah, in the neighborhood. Anything, <laughs> like, what I, what I love is like. I mean, clearly nothing that magical is actually <laughs> happening, but like, I love that Jim Jarmusch sort of just gives it enough credence to like give the yes. reaction shots. Like yes. that's pure. The cat's just like, staring at him. is like, you have a clean agenda. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it is kind of funny. I agree. It's super, super good. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's what I saw it more like her using the cat as an excuse to make oh, her point stronger. 100%. 100%, 100% right. The actuality of what's happening. For sure. Right. So, so that I didn't necessarily that say, is, yeah, yeah, but, 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 but Jar Jarmusch is coy enough with the, the filmmaking that like right. he's not he's like he's like he's sort of simulating what Murray's mind is doing like what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> well, what I thought what I liked about it honestly the, the, and, and maybe I well this is the way I saw it, it's like I think she knows what she does is bullshit too and mm -hmm. she's just making money and then she yes. used the cat as a joke mm -hmm. towards right. him to yeah, make right. her point. Yes. Like, like yeah, she's yeah. like, she's like yeah. the cat says you have yeah, a hidden you know agenda. Me, but I have a girlfriend now, and I make it. Yeah, I have a girlfriend, and she hates it. you, and and uh, yeah, and exactly. perfect casting with um uh uh oh, I just said her name, but it slipped out of my head. Uh, Jessica Lang, because Jessica Lang is this is that kind of like like she has a flighty like she she's clearly a very smart person. But her whole delivery is very sort yeah, of like Shepherd, right? She did. Yeah, Shepherd she did. Yeah, she, they were married for. I'm mar I thought married, but certainly did for decades. Um, and so, like, and Sam Shepard was a very smart, incredibly talented guy. I'm sure that you know, like, they're on they're on the same level. But her delivery is very, just in the way that I mean, seen her in interviews, like it's very sort of slippery and and vague all the time, and it makes you think like. Where's she coming from? Like, what what's really going on here? Am I like, am I? You constantly feel like you're maybe underestimating her, and I think that that's a perfect bit of casting for for this role. She brings yeah. so much of her own history just into the character by being by being cast that it uh, it defines the backstory for the both of them very thoroughly. And yeah. like, and they're both and that's they're both essentially point. from the they're both essentially from the same age bracket. Uh, and the, and they follow parallel careers, you know. So right. it's, it's really fascinating to see that happen. So that's the that that sort of represents the the end of that journey. And mm -hmm. yet again, he doesn't get any answers. Nope. And he goes to his next journey. All right. Who wants to describe this one? Because this is the this is the weird one. It's a weird it's one. Totally weird. Tilda Swinton. All right. Tilda Swinton. First of all. First of all. <laughs> Can't recognize Tilda Swinton is famous for the absolute chameleonness that she yeah. has. I didn't know it was Tilda Swinton for most of the first time I saw yeah. it. I, I was, was trying like, to figure out which one was Tilda Swinton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because I, you can tell. 
yeah when i even when i saw it i was like like halfway through i was like oh shit is that tilda swinton yeah (laughs) i mean she's like if you look at movies if you i actually totally forgot until you just told me if you look at if you look at movies like uh like even what's the uh uh snow piercer and stuff like that like she always Mm -hmm. plays the crazy weird character in those types of movies the weirdest she she loves the weird that's how she yeah absolutely sure yeah yeah and uh and like yeah, I mean, and also I mean, great art film go go with her, well, like from Orlando all the way through. More German Orlando, film. yeah, yeah, like yeah, she's terrific all the way through. She's one of, one of the great great actors. What um, what what is she did a movie that took place in in Lake Tahoe. Oh, um, that's so good with her son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gay and murdered. Yes. Oh my God, oh, what was good. that one? Uh. uh God, that is such a great film. I saw Blue. that. So, so my really my 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 classmate, she was the art director on it, and it's 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 a super low budget film. Uh, God, what is it? The deep end. Uh, what? The, the deep. End? The deep end. The deep end. That sounds right. Deep end. Is it good? Uh, yes, it's very good. Um, so it was. Uh, so. What's interesting is like my my it, the deep end was definitely a low budget film, right? Like a, a artsy, you know, uh, indie film type thing, and she plays that, and obviously, she's great in those types of things. But because it was all filmed in Lake Tahoe and everything else, basically, my my friend, art director, was hanging out with her a lot, and Swinton was apparently super super nice, like really nice. And spend because I think she's very much part of the indie film crowd. She kind of likes to sort of enjoy the camaraderie of that oh, experience, sure. yeah. right? Yeah, really. And she's very English or Scottish, right? I think she's Scottish, right? Uh, yeah. And she was practicing really hard with all the crew members for her American accent, like how to do that, right? And that was an experience I thought was very interesting as well. Yeah. The Deep yeah. End's a good little indie. It's a, it's a basically a mystery film in a lot of ways. Oh, uh, just like that for sure. Yeah, and it's really cool. Uh, and she's fabulous in it, and the cinematography is really great. And obviously, she's, art. Yeah. There's a movie that uh, nobody saw that uh, uh, I really, really ended up loving uh, that she's in, uh, which is the remake of Suspiria by the guy who directed Call Me by Your Name and oh, yeah. uh and uh, like i love the original suspiria i'm a big you know like a giallo fan like italian horror fan um but this guy made a version with her which is just uh like it's pretty art filmy i won't lie it's super slow but it's, it's so pretty beautiful. Art film. i'm not gonna it's lie it's so beautiful and the music is beautiful and it's what's the film? actually it's called it's the it's the remake of suspiria and uh mm-hmm. it is uh it is on amazon prime it was made it's an amazon prime film and uh and she's terrific in it and yeah it's a real it's one of the most haunting bizarro horror films i've seen in a long time it's a truly great film and i, I can't believe that people let it like sort of like just let that slip by it's a really 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 arresting movie um and with uh, uh what's her name from uh, uh 50 shades of gray uh is the star but she's great and then and johnson, dakota, johnson. dakota johnson yeah she's the marvelous main character she's terrific in it and uh swinton is just outlandish in that movie unbelievably good yeah so, big big wreck big big wreck there and the other and the one that she disappears into the most in her early career is jim jarmusch's broken flowers there we brought it all the way back around and by the way her performance in broken flowers i believe is like 20 seconds yeah 
She's but she's yeah. basically like it's a shack. It's a dangerous looking shack. She's living with bikers. You know, like it looks really super, super dangerous. Yeah, it's super sketchy. Right. It's the most yeah. dangerous of all of the things. Like, like all the other ones so were like, this is un- this is in this is uncomfortable. And then the yeah. last one was like, this is dangerous. dangerous. It's dangerous. Like you should not be doing. How this. goofy this were those idea. guys? They're such. Low oh, it's funny as hell. And I and I'm just like when her like she basically shows well, up. Explain, the door. It's, tell people how how, to, how like he goes. He finds this location. It's hard to find. Right. Right. And, and then what what happens? Nowhere. And yeah. then. But he shows up at the door. I mean, like it all before she even appears. Like it feels like a bad idea. But when yeah. she shows up in the, in the doorway and she's just like, she's like angry, like basically, how'd you find me, Don? <laughs> you know, like, right. Don Johnston. Don Johnston. Uh, and immediately, like her husband, husband boyfriend, who knows? Uh, across way goes. Yeah, because there's there's two before he even goes there. There's two guys that he sh- shows up that are working on 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 motorcycles, and they're clearly biker guys, right? Right. Like, and they're and he's like, "Where is so and so?" And he's like, "In the house." Yeah, and that's how he goes to the house. So those two guys already know that that guy is showing up, but they're looking at him like suspicious, right? Yeah, we're gonna beat the shit out of this dude, probably. About yeah, him. like like. like that's their we'll tell him where she is because he has a question that's fine, and then she shows up like, "What the." F- fuck are you doing here yeah like angry and then her boyfriend's just run calls her and just like everything going okay there and she goes i can't tell yet right and then they head over and they come up just like i don't think you should be talking to her and making her feel bad and you're like everything's just spins out of control right fast he all he did is just show up and say hi yeah that's it (laughs) and ask if she had like she's like he's like yeah yeah, i'm just looking for maybe a do you have a son and it's like whole thing just goes off the rails instantaneously. Boyfriend what the funny thing up. is, what the funny thing is, if you think about the irony of that thing, right? Like, is that whoever this person is out of those women, mm-hmm. that person knows they wrote the letter anonymously. Right. So if you think about if it was her writing the letter, right. And she re- the way she reacted. Why the fuck would, yeah, exactly. <laughs> why, like, like, should you, I mean, she would say like, oh, it's like, oh, so you got my letter or whatever. Like that, that could have been the reaction. Right. But they're not going to like, yeah, I have a son. What of it? Like, no, <laughs> they wouldn't say that because they wrote the letter. Yeah, exactly. So don't start exactly. with, do you have a son? He said, did you write me <laughs> a letter? letter? <laughs> like start with, did you write me a letter? Not do you have a son? He's trying right? to be coy with her. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's the point. Yeah. Is like, is right. like, yeah, you know, like anyway. So and like, and what's really brilliant is like, this is the uh, like all the other ones. Like, you can feel like there's like this character that they are now, and then right. this person they must have been in the past. And you sort of draw a line between those two things, and you're like, I see how this happened with Tilda Swinton. You're like, how the yes. fuck did this happen? Like, right. what is this? What like, no what idea. happened in the 20 years of this woman's existence? Did she go from like you know dating him, dating him yeah. to being like an Idaho survivalist? You know, like <laughs> exactly. And it really just yeah, just like, that's a real yeah, it's hysterical. And of course, like, and her boyfriend's just like, the, you showing up? I just think it's really rude that you would come and make her feel bad. And he's like, before you even say anything, dude, like knocks him right in the face knocks him stone cold out and he wakes right. up in a car in a field <laughs> like, right that's it sorry well what's interesting, okay so the thing to me like uh, just from a you know a hollywood perspective like 
okay, we're going to cast, it feels to me like we're going to cast Tilda Swinton. Mm -hmm. We're going to pick the role that feels like the least Tilda Swinton. The least Swinton role. And you're going to see if she can pull it off. Yeah, like it hide, almost feels like a game, yeah. like a game show of acting yeah. in this thing. Yes, it's like, absolutely. all right. Absolutely. And so to me, it partially that takes away from it a little oh, bit yeah, for I, me. I, I think that's like it's it's such a funny surprise. And it's also like to I me, think like he I guess probably brought her in. I think Bill was doing it and he's done movies with her before. Sure. Right. Sure. He was probably like, you know, Tilda would be loved to be in this film, and they write this part. And, well, like, and, like, and we'll do, do something that's going to so be the different. most yeah. acting like, hear, challenging thing from. that she can do. Right. Like, I think it's, I hear where you're coming from for sure. Like it is doing exactly what you're saying. Like it, but like, I think that that is part of what adds to the incredible bizarre, because if it had been like a non, a, a non-known actor, then the scene has less of a punch. Like, right. it's just Oh, I, I'm not, it's not about the validity of the but, scene. It's but most that, people that don't even realize it's her. Right, right. Well, this one, this one, saying is like by having it be Tilda Swinton, like for you have this moment where you're just like, wait, is that Tilda Swinton? Then right. you are just as confused as Bill Murray is in that moment. It's almost like, on the level of Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder, like, yes. um, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, right. And I think that like that's the for me it works because I I believe that's the intention of the gag is like it's so like it's so off putting. Like if she was just like survivalist and it was just like some actor that I'd never she seen. She only before, had to do it for about 20 seconds. This is the beauty of it. Because like if it was it was some actor that I've never seen before, then I'd be like, "Wow, that was really weird." And it wouldn't really stick out in my mind. It would just be like, "Oh, and then he knew some biker chick." But because it's Tilda Swinton, like I'm feeling this massive distance between Tilda Swinton and the person she's playing the same way right. that Bill Murray doesn't is that only doesn't the that person only... she is now and the person that she was then. Doesn't like that only play way. to you because you are the person you are as a film nerd? Yeah, but I think if you're going to see a like, it's one thing. Like, a film nerd. Uh, well, we all. Are. Yeah, <laughs> but like, if you're going to see, if you're going to see a Bill Murray movie and you're a Ghostbusters fan, yes, it doesn't work. But if you're going to see a Jim Jarmusch movie, you know who Tilda Swinton is. Okay, like, there's no way around that. That's right? a point, right? So that's the thing is, it's a little bit of elitism built into it's a, that. It's an statement. inside baseball gag. I get it. For sure, but I don't think I don't think it's I don't necessarily think it's elitist. I just think it's like it works well, yes, for the audience. There's no, an intellectual no, like, there's an intellectual elitism in that in that in no that elite, elitism implies gag because his it's, name's it's Don a, Johnson. Yeah, sure. Like I mean, like he <laughs> like elitism implies that he thinks that he's better than the people he's pulling the joke over on, and I don't think that's true. Like that's not no. Jim Jarmusch. Like I think that like fair, say, fair, it fair. is it is it is a rarefied joke that's only going to work for a certain set and he knows the people that are seeing is he's playing to his audience he's playing he's just like i know you watch my movies i know you know who this is and i'm going to leverage that because we're all friends like i think right. that that's fair play if he was just like i'm going to pull a trick on the rubes then that's elitism yeah you know and i don't think that that's the real intention there but i think that the yeah. the ultimate ultimately pull the a trick on the rubes and yeah, other short exactly. stories that's that's what i was going to say <laughs> that's on my gravestone yeah pull the trick on the uh, rubes anyway Okay, so that was anyway. That was uh, so he never gets an answer. Zero never gets an answer. Before we leave that segment, we should also point out in chat. Uh, Jesus put up uh, a link to a Twitter account, which is Tilda Swinton dresses as various libraries from around the world that everyone should go and check out immediately. It is extremely funny. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, That's good business. <laughs> That's why we love chat. <laughs> oh we're my only, god, we're only sixty percent interesting. 
holy crap the other 48 percent of the network side that that is insane if you're looking at it if you're only listening to us now on the podcast google twitter tilda swinton libraries dresses and you'll get what we're looking at it's very very funny there you go pretty great yeah <laughs> especially the, for the, the first the first time i ever experienced tilda swinton in a movie uh personally was orlando which oh, yeah same which was like what did i just what did i just experience like i, I loved i loved orlando I, I, it was that. almost on the level of naked lunch like what the fuck yeah. did i just watch that was right. amazing and i'm totally confused and and and, and love this yep. uh but she is she is kind of a fabulous and interesting person you know especially in orlando because of her uh androgynous nature very obviously put into this film it's the heart of the film right it's the heart of the film right yep. so uh yeah it's yeah I mean, she's she's terrific and i'm always pleased to see her i loved her in um uh the coen brothers hail caesar as the twin reporters oh and, I, and i like I, qu I quote her all the time from that movie with on wings as eagles and you hear the eagle call that's the best <laughs> she is a real favorite for sure. she's uh anyway so after this this quest, he goes back home with no real answers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he meets up with his buddy at mm -hmm. the restaurant and is still like, trying to... Sorry, go ahead. Thanks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks. Like, the I don't have any answers. And the guy's like, well, that's... By the way, helpful. doesn't he not have the best jumpsuits? No, like his, dude. His sports suits are so good in that. Jeffrey yeah. Wright destroys, I think, in this movie as well. This like the like the the two of them together. Like they should have been they should have made more crime investigation. More movies, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so at, as this thing, he knows the guy, uh, Bill Murray knows that there's a strong chance that some young kid's gonna show up looking for him, right? At which point he looks outside and sees some young kid that could possibly fit that bill. Right. Might be the kid. Might be his son. Well, he's seen him at the airport, too. Oh, I'm at the airport. Saw right. him at the airport, too. Thank you. That's right. Yeah. He's like, are you? Wait, did I see you at the airport? I don't know. Maybe. I'm just yeah. hanging around. You know? Yeah. And then he tries oh. to buy him a sandwich. Right. It's awkward. Talks Weird. to the kid. Talks to the kid. They have a little bit of a connection. A little connection. Yep. And then what happens? And then and he's like... They, like they're getting it seems like they're talking around the idea that this is his son and mm -hmm. bill murray is his dad mm -hmm. and like the, the the connection's getting sort of closer and closer mm -hmm. and just like yeah and they're really relating to one another mm -hmm. and uh and he's like do you have any advice for you know some kid who's on the road like setting like totally teeing up the like i know you're my dad but can you just help me out no, just like help me yeah. live my life right and bill murray <laughs> basically goes uh well the past is the past. You can't do anything about it. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. So the only thing that you can do anything about it is right this second. Sorry, mm -hmm. that's the best advice I got. And he's like, well, no, it's not bad. I mean, I was expecting maybe some fatherly bullshit, right? And that's when Bill Murray is just like, listen, I know you think I'm your dad. And the kid's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. You're it's weird. <laughs> best. Runs away. It's the best. You think it's gonna be this moment, 
<laughs> well, they bond and like I finally not, found you, and it's like fuck not. you, you're too weird, <laughs> you weird bullshit, old man. creepy man. <laughs> oh, and Bill Murray is still like so no, good. but the, the, tries to chase after him. Oh, tries to chase after. Him. <laughs> so odd. And like, kind of like chases him all the way. The kid runs away, goes around the corner. You never see him again. And then this VW Beetle is driving down the road just as the other kid disappears, mm-hmm. and you hear like music playing in the beetle and the beetle like takes a hard corner looking at bill murray who's standing in the middle of the crossroads right and then beetle takes our and this dude is hanging at the window looking back at bill murray like uh, the fuck are you old man and yeah. that is bill murray's actual son in real life <laughs> <laughs> is he, it really it is yeah. and he drives away into nowhere and he's just left fucking standing there with his thumb up his oh, ass. Right, no. <laughs> doesn't know what the fuck happened to him. That's the best. It is pure gold. That ending yeah. is just, just fantastic. It's just kind of like, you know, like the funny, like there's something about the Jim Jarmusch films is like, you think you're going to get the happy ending, but you don't. And oh, I love yeah. that. And it, like, that's the thing, like, like Night on Earth, specifically like, we're going to end this with the, the most depressing thing possible yeah. and like, it's going to be so depressing <laughs> you're going to laugh your ass off at the end which is like but that's so, the beauty of independent film where uh, you, yes it's yeah. it's that's what you really need not yes because a marvel executive producer would never allow that to happen yeah wouldn't come <laughs> anywhere near this kind of stuff and like and there's such like it's not like uh depressing for depressing sake it's joyous like it, it's sort yes of like, it makes you feel like someone understands me in my moment of when i feel like this it's 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 the joy of the irony yes it is and, and like jeremush this- does that really well like in fact that's the thing right it's not specific that's the thing I started to realize as I started looking back at all these Jarmusch films. Like he he is the most unsubtle. Oh yeah, yeah. There's uh, no uh, independent filmmaker out there. Yeah, like he's not trying because this is like I think that subtlety is. I hate saying the word overrated. I think overrated is a terrible word. Terrible word. But for lack of a better word, I think I, it's overrated. I, yeah, it's overrated. I think that like there's nothing wrong with saying exactly what you mean about something. So right. we can have room to think about what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah like no, we don't have fair. to be coy just so we seem smart. Like you can really just say stuff. And uh and like like people don't like to be obvious because they're afraid of seeming um dumb, you know, and just like where they're afraid of or they're afraid that they're you know, like the audience will think that I'm treating them like like idiots if I if I say something out loud, but just say it out loud. Like, just say it out loud. Try as close as you can to getting it across so we can have room to actually talk about what's happening. And and Jim Jarmusch is all about making room. Like, he wants you to sit in the sauce as it's boiling in the scene. Like, he doesn't want you to... doesn't want to tease you into the house and then make it okay to make you uncomfortable. Like, he gets Bill Murray in the house, sits him down in a chair, and says, this girl's name is Lolita. How do you feel? And you're like, oh, what? <laughs> like, get me out. Yeah. <laughs> get me out of here. That's how yep. I feel. You know, and I think that why that's, do you think that's... such a great, these are two good directors like Jarmusch and Tarantino, but Tarantino has really been accepted in Hollywood. Like, well, Jarmusch has been accepted within his own sphere. I think that Tar- yeah. Tarantino, 
like, and I think we all agree. Well, on Tarantino we, does it because he gets all the violence in there, so he gets the popular people in he there. Makes because, a popular film, right? Because he because he throws in a shitload of violence, and people right. want to go see He's, that. Right, but like, Tarantino is not an indie filmmaker in the sense no. of. Like being, I'm just gonna make movies for a small bunch of people. Like he's making fucking James Cameron Titanic level, uh, like mm-hmm. big movie experiences that you pay top dollar for with popcorn. That's his. That's his goal, and uh, and so like that. He, the reason he's accepted, it's just like when the great Tarantino quote when you know this. Uh, I forgot like whatever it was, Fox News or whatever it was interviewing him, and this one's just like, do you have to have so much? Like why do you have so much violence in your movies? Right? No, 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 no. You're and, not gonna get away with that. And yeah, and like, and he just goes because it's so much fun, Jan. <laughs> yeah, like, that's right. Yes, that's exactly right. That's why, like, he's not making movies for the, like this rarefied art film crowd. What, but Jim Jarmusch is making stuff for a much smaller. Right, he's tra- he's characters. giving you the inside Tilda Swinton gag right. joke, and that's and that's the thing is I I feel like Jarmusch like Jarmusch is not a like Jar- I don't think that he's an elitist. I don't think that he feels like no. he's smarter than everybody else. Like, I think that he knows that the number of people that are into the things that he likes to do are small. And so he makes movies for that. Like, he's just like, yeah, yeah like I'm, there's no point in trying to like get a big crowd. Not a lot of people are into this, but that doesn't make it bad that they're into whatever fucking Titanic no. or whatever it is. You know, like, they, like he's just like, I'm going to make it entertaining for this group of friends. And there will be people that like that. And they'll, I'll make this much money. And so I'll make sure my movies cost this much money. And he's a good businessman about that. And so like he, like the, the most sort of uh, crowd pleasing he's ever gotten didn't really work for everybody. I love the movie, but like when he made the zombie movie, the dead don't die, like it drew in a crowd that was like, wanted to see a zombie movie and they got a Jim Jarmusch movie. So they were unhappy. Mm-hmm. And then most of the Jim Jarmusch crowd was unhappy because it was a fucking zombie movie. And I was just like, yeah, well, that's what you get. You can't fucking split the difference. People get mad. Um, I can make a strong argument for why I love that film. I think it's actually a great film, but it's like, that's the, that's the, he, he chose his audience early on when he made, uh, strangers in paradise mm. and, you know, and, uh, and, uh, what's the prison movie with, um, down film, by law, down by law, fucking amazing film. Like, you know, if he, like, I, I believe that all three of us probably, if we have like, if I don't, you guys have seen down by law, like, I bet you love down by law, down by law is a yeah. great film, but you're not going to be able to recommend that to everybody. Like that's a very rarefied experience. It doesn't make me smart to like it. It just means I like it. That's it. And that's what I really like about it. He's a very earthy guy and his bluntness in his movie making. So you can just get to the thing he wants to talk about. is sort of satisfying. You know, that's the stuff that I really enjoy. You know, I don't like, I'm, I'm less interested in art filmmakers that want to congratulate themselves for being so artful. Like that's annoying. Like don't don't you don't have to set me up to, you know, just like oh don't worry, Dan, you're smart enough to enjoy my movie. <laughs> like fuck, dude, I like I like these movies. I'm here, just show me the movie. You know, David Cronenberg does the same thing. Yeah, as Jarmusch, I'm still yeah. just reveling in in Jesus's. Uh, oh, it's so good. That Twitter feed is it's totally Twitter around, feed. Dude, scrolling it's has been architecture. Well, it's architecture and 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 film independent filmmaking combined into one. It is just fucking brilliant. It's so funny. That's some good business. I love, I'm just I love like Tilda. <sighs> Tilda so if you're good. a fan, please 
get a subscription. Yeah. If anyone knows Tilda Swinton, <laughs> let her let her know that we we've absolutely love. Join uh, us in chat, Tilda. Yeah. <laughs> like, what if she joins as an actual like her name is actually like just a Tilda? Oh, a Tilda. It's just a little mark. We can barely see it. Yeah, you can barely we'll see know. it. That's how we'll know. That's how we'll know, right? That's how yeah. we'll know. <laughs> Thanks, Tilda. <laughs> God bless her. Uh, she ever heard this said be mortified but yes still absolutely great well uh on a on a personal note i'd like to thank uh eric for taking us down this journey i think this yes. is a fantastic journey to take you don't have to yeah. like all the films but it's it was actually your choice chris it was i chose it yeah. because of you oh okay i chose it um, because of you and then because i actually appreciate you and i wanted to honor you in a lot of ways i appreciate that that's very kind of you yeah, and, um, and 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 I think that a razor's edge. I know is, Dan doesn't think that way, but thank you. I, well, well, I you know, I, I have more sway than Dan does in this situation. So it's probably true. <laughs> That's fair to say. Uh, uh, but I would, I, I would, I, I actually chose these because I thought I wanted to honor you and and the things that you love, and I know that razor's edge is something that you love, and I wanted to appreciate that and give that, you know, uh, something that we can talk about. Broken flowers was an amazing journey it was so weird like i had so many strange thoughts about what the internet looked like back in 2005 oh my god there's a weird there's a weird little bubble of time where the internet was strangely undefined and misunderstood at mm -hmm. that exact moment in time right. one word which for is, you chris yeah map earthlink earthlink <laughs> Earth yeah earthlink Earth yeah yeah, yeah. Friends there, yes. <laughs> but it was something about the way the internet looked in 2005 that is that is somehow put together in this film it doesn't necessarily distract from the plot or everything else but it's the driving force that connects all these stories together and it's right. related to the internet right the internet is the, the it was like how are we gonna because you can tell this story with you know a bunch of letters and different ways of doing things but they decided to do it with what they thought the internet was at the time right and somehow right. Yeah. that internet definition was a strange one because i've been thinking so much about internet three or web three mm -hmm. uh and 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 what why that's existing and how that's happening and i was like oh that weird moment where you didn't quite understand what the internet was and where it's going that's where we are now and that's exactly when people are out there right now saying web three and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about sure feels exactly like what this movie felt like in 2005 right talking about web two talking about yeah. web two right like because if you actually accelerated this film if you took this film up to 2007 2008 or whatever right mm -hmm. it wouldn't be the same movie right. you wouldn't have a bunch of map quest things out there Right. He basically would have found all of his girlfriends on Facebook, mm -hmm. right. right? And 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 probably you know used his GPS to get there, right? Right. And just a couple and of years later, yeah, it mean, would really... not have been as arduous, right. right? And it would have been a different journey and a different kind of thing, right? Like he's not stumbling through this folder that his buddy printed out on his inkjet printer, right? So it's a very different he, he actually wouldn't have made the journey because he could have just gone to say jessica lang's website seen a picture of her and was like oh i don't want to go down this road right yeah exactly exactly you know and then uh, yeah there's something there's something beautifully tangible about what this movie is 
you know, like that you've, you, I think you're right. Like certainly you can't tell that story this way anymore. Like that was the last right. version of that, that you can do, uh, unless you make it a, a period piece. And it was specifically about the kind of technology, right? Like there's right. something about the technology because the technology does play a, does play a part in this film in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. Even though it doesn't take away from the all-around all message, you could tell this story a million different ways and still make sure. it work, right? Yeah. He still it's, can go it's through a all these weird journeys. snapshot. It's a strange. I, yeah, like, you but, couldn't do it without Bill Murray, though. I think it would. No, no, absolutely. No, 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 no. All that's maybe John Clyde saying, Van Damme. I'm just thinking, it. like there, there is, there is a, there is a, there is a. In order to make the plot work, for because, in order to make the plot work for uh, from Jin Jarmusch, he had to involve the internet and that technology to, 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 to sort of, Oh, we'll explain, you know, it's like, we'll explain this with nanotechnology, whatever. It's like, no, no, no. He just went on the internet and found these people and then made all the things like, so there's, there's a slight misunderstanding of how the internet works. Right. That we're all very forgiving of. And Mm -hmm. that's fine. And, and the story still works. Everything still works. Still love the movie, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just thinking about it from a specific point of view because I feel that we're at the exact same point right now where I have, and I'm not kidding you. I did a, I did a, I did a, a, a series of talks for the real time conference uh, uh, just late, earlier this week about NFTs. I've gotten several emails from very, very, very smart people saying, tell me more about this NFT thing. Like, Right. And I can understand, like, they don't understand it, right? Because they haven't gone down the rabbit hole that I've gone through. But my feeling is that in three years, everyone's going to know what the fucking NFT is and how it works. And no, it's right. not necessarily a scam, and, you know, or whatever it is. Like, there are plenty of NFT scams, but it's not, it's not the idea. Is well, not there's plenty of scam. internet scams and exactly. Nigerian princess yeah. emails or whatever yes. the fuck. But right. just because someone sends you an email because they're a Nigerian prince doesn't mean doesn't emails mean, are a bad idea. Doesn't mean <laughs> emails are a bad idea. What about if they're in an airport? They're stuck and they need some money. I know. Do you wire them? Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. Like so, the, so the, point, the point being is like, is like, what is this whole thing? And it sounds like money laundering or whatever it is. Like, like, dude, like, I get it. So to me, it was like, a, there's a little bit of that flavor that was yeah, in sure. this film, yeah. and it, to me, I was like, oh, this is, you this know, is we this is now. what it was like. Right. I, I'm look, I'm looking at back then. Is like, we're just going to explain this with web three or whatever right. and we're just going to explain this like he went on the internets yeah and then web you know, three happened and that's found, found, found her where she lives because of cyberspace you know yeah, we don't exactly. even use the term cyberspace anymore but we used to it was a yeah, big I mean, like, term I, maybe the way that we should look at broken flowers is that it's actually a prequel to johnny mnemonic <laughs> <laughs> then it all it's lines not, up. It's not. It's not. It's 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 not because it's it does play a minor part to this film. But to me, what it was, it was like oh, because I'm dealing with so much of people that are like not quite understanding Web three, mm-hmm. right? right? And by the way, I'm not claiming that I do either. But the way that my wife kind of jokes about it, she goes, "It's kind of like being in the Kingdom of the Blind, the one-eyed man is king," right? So. Yeah, right. That's that's how I feel about it. So I like okay, I've I've known enough, but I'm suddenly getting emails from people who are like, 
what does this really mean? Is this NFT yeah. a good thing or a bad thing? And there's some people that are weird like, wild west area that we're in. What's it's happening? wild, wild west. Yeah. And, and it is. And and there's people out there that I know that are like, they're saying like, fuck web three, fuck the internet. I'm buying a Blu-ray. Like literally that's what they're doing, right? Like sure. right. no, nothing, nothing with the internet. The internet right. is evil. And Web three is even more evil. I love that the that the, uh, the, a the new version the new version of being Amish is to have a Criterion collection, <laughs> right? You get those laser discs. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck That's you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personal yeah. hard, you know, like like optical quality. Like I'm you gonna know. get my Citizen Kane and build a barn to watch it in. Yes. No. Yes. No offense, to the Amish, who I actually have tremendous respect for, and. Um, and had uh, stayed with when I was a child. True, true story. Yep. Anyway, true story. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, that's the point, right? Like that—that—that's the reaction. Like the the internet is evil of all. Po the whole point of Internet three, if you really, really think about it, is is a reaction to the current Internet two situation, right? What's weird about Internet two is I don't think it was like we all thought it was going to be empowering us to be able to, you know. Uh, transmit our thoughts onto the internet and everyone's going to have a voice and everyone's going to, it's going to be a giant kumbaya moment where everyone agrees with each other. What ended up happening, what ended up happening is it ended up being a gigantic ad fest. Yes. That's all right. it is. Yes. It's and, all and about data ads. mine. Yeah. It's a data mining ad fest. Right. Yeah. And what it turns out, turns out to be, and we just learned this, you know, a few months ago from the, from the Congress hearings on the whistleblower from Facebook is that, People tend to engage on a platform where they can fight more yeah. or they, they can be angry more yeah, than if they can down. be happy. Yes, of course. So of course. give them more information to be angry about, and then they're going to get more ads and you're going to make more money. Yeah, that's right. You just so hang them upside down by their ankles. Exactly. And then just watch so sad. enrage them and shake the money out of them. Yeah. That has no tremendous effects on society whatsoever. No, 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 but we can get more ads that way. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, that train's left the station. It's impossible to stop it, unfortunately. Yeah, you can't uh, you can't unring that bell. Let's bring uh, back yeah. Usenet. I, I would recommend, like, just as an experiment, you guys should, uh, on the chat or in a podcast or whatever, I've been experimenting with a new browser called Brave. Mm, yeah. I, this is the first time I've ever heard of it. Don't know anything about it. Well, Brave is... Brave is a browser built for the Web3 world. You should look into it as an okay. idea. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know if it works with what we're doing because we, you, you and I, all three of us, know the, the, the compa compatibility issues we have with the platforms we've been trying to use. That yeah, if you don't use Chrome, you're fucked, right? You're, yeah, it's going right. to be tough. So I don't know if Brave's going to work for us, but conceptually, what if instead of google or facebook being paid to mine your data and they pay show you. you ads you get paid to mine your data and show your ads that, yeah, really, do you make money off of stuff that you generate what are you talking well about? they're always tracking your data <laughs> and so forth. no so what if it, what if the more ads you watch on brave it's like working at a job the more money you make yeah that's nice so oh, instead man. of facebook and google mining your data yeah, I, can ads. you imagine the bonus I you could have gotten off of watching the Mank trailer? Like, it could have made like 60, 70 extra bucks a week. Right. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Just <True>. saying. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 
anyway, no, it's, some... that's, that's a really uh, a good point, but yes, I think it's, um, it is going to become like that, but then people will sit at home and just do ads. Yeah, no, no, it's going to be mining for ads. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank, thank God. Yes. Yeah, right? it's all there. The Amish days. I didn't, well, here's you the thing. You could also be like Larry Darrell and just, just get less. Right. You know, want less. I think, I think that that is, I think ultimately the true path to happiness, however you enact it technologically or no, is to follow that path. You can still use Web3. Well, but you can also you say know, what Mae West app. has said. It's like, I've been rich and I've been poor. And rich, rich is better. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's very convenient. It's well, very convenient. It define rich. Well, like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, having a, you can be very wealthy and have not a lot of possessions, but have enough money so you don't have to work for somebody. That's right. wealth I like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Do you know what I mean? I don't need... Yeah, uh, Bill nice. Murray's you kind of in that boat, right? In some ways. I mean, I had an Isuzu Rodeo for 22 years. Sold what? last year. Isuzu My Isuzu. Rodeo. I had it for what? 22 years. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it's Same a... car. I think that Bill Murray would also agree. I mean, Bill Murray is a very rich man, but, like, I think that it doesn't actually... Personal happiness isn't dependent on being rich like like you don't become happy from being rich only he like, did a, he did a did you see him on one of the late tight talk shows uh he was on like I don't know, letterman or whatever it was no, it wasn't letterman i guess it was after letterman but um where he was after the tupac hologram thing that happened mm -hmm. he was like i'm gonna make myself a hologram as bill murray and it was just kind of like the most indie film thing is like, yeah, you know, I, I guess I have to somehow find a way to make myself remember because I'm, I'm doing nothing but these indie films these days. It was really funny. <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. It's just kind of like <laughs> using this high tech technology. Yeah. Me playing guitar as an avatar. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I walk out on stage. Speaking of avatars, has anybody seen you obviously have seen the Zuckerberg avatar? It's creepy. Oh yeah. It's, oh yeah. Of course. It's, that, it scared the hell out of me. I was like, "What? I, I, what that, guy in his office said? You know, that's a great idea, Mark. You look cool. Like, no, yeah. you don't. You look like you're like a this weird stalker. It's a it's the craziest thing in the world. Yeah. Besides, they name themselves Meta. Mark but Zuckerberg. The, I know, but he looks so. He has like a white face. He doesn't face even look cool. Doesn't he look creepy to start with? Yes, Mark, but the but the thing was he had like a white face and his Mark, avatar, Mark Zuckerberg, just his Mark, avatar. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg has lost perspective, I think, on how he is perceived. Well, he's yes, a, because he doesn't actually <laughs> interact with people the same way, right? Yes, yes, he doesn't actually know what the real world is like anymore. Right now, yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. And you know, like, hey, man, he's this. This is the, like I always say, just like the, you know, we uh, like there's. Like there's the tip top super, there's the Zuckerbergs, right? And then there's a million miles and then there's the rest of us. <laughs> like you think that there's class warfare going on between like, you know, people making whatever, $60,000, $30,000 and $180,000. All of that is equal to a penny compared to those people. Like that's an entirely different universe and they don't see the world the same way. And it shows in his eyeballs. 
He's like, yeah. how do I talk to these earthlings? <laughs> like, how is that possible? Like, yeah. when, when you uh... when you when you lose money picking up a dollar bill, then then you're in a different different bracket. Uh, there's an article that uh, Dave 3D put in our chat, and the title of the article is "Journalist Roast Facebook's Meta Rebranding: A Virtual Reality Where Mark Zuckerberg Has a Black Friend." <laughs> <laughs> funny <laughs> yes that's the title i know yeah. i hate to be the guy who just reads the title of uh, of articles yeah, and doesn't funny. read the rest of it but uh yeah but i'm gonna forward it unread <laughs> yep guaranteed do good do good yep all right we're wrapping towards the end again i appreciate it uh um uh, and uh you know all of this this is going to be our last broadcast I believe uh, of 2021 of 2021 uh, because uh, next time it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So uh, next uh, a week from today is, uh, is Christmas. And then a week after that, obviously seven days later is new year's. Yep. So uh, we're probably going to take two weeks off. Possibly. Uh, we, I don't know if we'll broadcast on the first, we may broadcast on the first, although it's, you know, whatever. Uh, but uh, we'll definitely be broadcasting on the 8th of January. Mm -hmm. So we appreciate uh, all of that going there. If you guys have ideas of what you guys want to talk about in the new year, 2022, I'm excited about it. I can't believe we've been at it for, what is it, eight, eight episodes so far? I know. We're really up there. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It and really? considering we only put them out every two weeks, right? it's That's a freaking awesome. Pretty good. Thank you guys for supporting us in all of this, especially yeah. the people in chat who make uh, the show even funnier. Yeah. Um, ever since we went to Twitter, this has brought a new dynamic to this that I've yep. really, really appreciated. So uh, I really enjoy that having, especially having you guys as part of our, you know, our, our, our crew would be is, is great. It's really, really great. We would like, uh, we would ask that at the, as it is the close of the year, please uh, tweet us with your personal best of lists and things that you would like to see us cover. Uh, because there's a lot of movies that I, that I missed this year. I didn't, I only went to the movies, the movie theater for Dune. <laughs> like, that that for it. one year. Yeah. So like, uh, I had not been to a movie theater literally in two years. Um, yeah, and the only movie I saw was The Eternals, and that was a disappointment. Sorry yeah, to say, but this is what I heard. I have not seen that yet, but yeah, yeah so and like, I had I to go that for work, so but whatever. Anyway, go ahead. I'm Ed. doing a lot of catch up now on uh, on Amazon and uh, renting things and stuff like that. So please post up your top 10 yeah. so we can catch up and talk about those, you especially can, uh, things that are on like on streaming networks that we can just easily like it's just a click can, away. Yeah, have you seen Succession, yes. Dan? I just started it, I'm very oh. excited. Yeah, I can't wait. Norseman, love, love Norseman. I've seen Norseman. Norseman hysterically okay. funny, amazing. Norseman, I've seen season one of Norseman is awesome. I started watching season two of Norseman, and it was like, okay. I have not. I've I've only seen season one, but it was hysterical and incredibly gory. Which I oh my god, it is yeah. the funniest thing, and yeah, especially so the oh, I'm not gonna yeah. say. It. Norseman is hilarious, and actually interesting about Norseman is a very interesting uh, uh, story about. Uh, uh, streaming because uh, what happened with Norseman is they got, they got option to be shown on, uh, on Netflix, right? But no one saw it. And so they were going to drop it. So they decided to spend $50,000 of their own money on Facebook ads and it popped it up really it quickly. Just, they, they, yeah, spend they, actually, money. they spent their own advertising money. 
Yeah, and then suddenly through Facebook, uh, people started connecting and then everyone discovered Norseman on Facebook. And then they're like, right. oh shit, this is hit. amazing. And it was hit. a hit. Yeah, but it right. was it cost all it did is it cost them fifty thousand dollars of their personal money to get yeah. it up there. That's right. But it was well that's well played. I mean a fucking like um uh cowboy bebop doesn't get a second season, but Norseman did. That is the power of uh of fandom right there. That's 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 like yeah. that was a good spend. That was a good spend. But yeah, I think that um uh like there's the, there's a bunch of stuff still to catch up with. I have to see uh um the great season two. I love the great season one. Uh Dave brings up like one of my favorite things from the past year uh, was Midnight Mass on Netflix, which I could definitely tell. That's one of the few yep. series I've watched twice, uh, and uh, that's that's up there. But yeah, send us your ideas. Send Midnight us what you'd like Mass. Us to cover. Midnight Mass, amazing mm -hmm. horror film on Netflix. It's about eight hey, hours. What's long that show Netflix. that oh, God, Fincher did? And I started watching. It, I completely forgot. Oh, Voir. What? Voir, the movie with the one about movies. That's a documentary. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty produced. No, it's pretty good. The show. Mm, oh, uh, let me see. Mindhunter? Mind, Mind oh, Mindhunter. Yeah, Mindhunter is terrific. They're, they may make season three. We're hoping they do. Yeah. But, but Mindhunter is one of my Love Death and Robots. Of, of uh, Fincher was involved in it. He didn't direct any of it, but yeah. he was involved yeah, he in it. He's the sure. EP on that. Um, but yeah, let us know what you want us to cover. You can reach us at, uh, um, at uh, I'm, I, I, on Twitter. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, we can, or, or, or Twitch is obviously our Twitch channel is at martini underscore giant, as well as our Instagram is martini underscore giant. Facebook is at, uh, is uh, facebook.com slash martini giant. And of course you can email us at podcast at martini giant.com. Getting that all the way. Uh, the thing One that I want to thing. Can I just yeah. tell you to everybody listening? Yeah. What brings a smile this holiday season is good printed artwork, like a poster. Yes, like a threadless a art, beautifully thing. designed oh, yes. new poster from Eric Sheely. Available I, on I, our website. Give a smile. It's the last, Share. if your last purchase of 2022 is a Martini Giant poster on oh. our on our store, that would be a fantastic thing. Yes, and tell your friends about it, please. Also, mm -hmm. <laughs> it is a, it's a fucking awesome design. It's great. I actually like. I, I was serious. Like the one out of that design, that I'm gonna, like, I want the poster. I really want the tote bag. Once I looked at the tote bag, I was like. That's the secret dopeness right there. That's the greatness because that you can get for everybody. That's a great. Jesus, he's asking if we have NFTs, and oh my God, yes, this has been a discussion for a while. I know the path that you need to do to do a successful NFT strategy, and no, you. I've designed one for us. Well, I'm sure. Yes, and we everything can, we, is based around my beard. We don't, no no surprises. <laughs> but in order for an NFT to be worth something, you have to have enough people that want to buy it. Uh, yes. and uh, for enough money to buy it to make it worth so we're depending it. upon dave 3d guy uh uh let's see and uh alan Steller and, and jason uh, and jason and, if yeah, you guys can chip in on that <laughs> yeah, we're gonna hit yeah. the big if time. you guys can be investors into the martini giant <laughs> nft challenge then i will it. totally we will that's totally it. do it no there, I, I i know uh, yes there i there is definitely a future that involves nfts with martini giant i'm not joking about that hmm. and it's not the way that i think people think it's going to be that it's going to work uh so anyway uh, if you I, just to just give people a hand if you've seen second, the playgirl poster with burt reynolds it's going to mm -hmm. give you a good good idea where we're going yeah 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 that's it yeah. Bear skin all i can say is like listen here's the thing <laughs> right in terms of ripping off other movies and putting them up as nfts right uh -huh. uh, uh uh yeah we can totally make our own coin dave I crypto love this plan. Yeah. Yeah. MJ, Dan, MJ. One crypto. of the ideas is that I thought <clears throat> I did those posters the other day, not the 
pictures, but like those promo cards I did for the show. Oh yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Yep. Love right. It. Yep. If we did ones for like Dazzler's Revenge. Oh, I made definitely. These hypothetical so. movies like Martini Giant episode one hundred. In my own personal creative life, I've been experimenting greatly with uh, uh, a, a strange form of world building, and I endorse this. I think that we should create the Martini verse of films. <laughs> no, but we make a Dazzler's Revenge. Poster. No, absolutely. I put us in. all of this is all I'm good. All of this serious. is all good. I actually, yes, this is. I'm actually all forward about this. Everyone's like, "You're crazy." It's like, yeah. dude, you know, Mer, you, when someone introduced the concept of a credit card, whenever the fuck that came out, do you imagine how mind blowing that could have been? Like, you mean you're just going to have this piece of plastic with a bunch of numbers on it? And somehow you're going to buy somehow porn. you're going to buy this. <laughs> you're going to buy goods and services with this and you're going to pay for it later. Like That's imagine it. how mind blowing a credit card was where it was like, this doesn't make any fucking sense when yeah. all you had was cash and checks before. Right. And there's like the credit card. It's a card that you have credit with. That is the hard thing that people have to overcome. That is completely normal today. I believe that in five years, the whole concept of what, where, where your goods and services live on the blockchain, it's going to be completely second nature. Like you're not even going to think about it. I really think that probably five years. I already do, Chris. <laughs> I know you do. But I'm saying my, I already have stuff on the blockchain. You know, well, you know, I know. I, 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 so do I. I, I, I believe the coasters sure. that we hinted at before should actually be the martini giant coins. <laughs> i think right. that's where well, they just have to be huge coins that's what it's because they're giant that's that's important we have we have right. we have uh, giant coins and it's not just about coins it's <laughs> not just about coins it's, the problem on, let's the, go for the easy the, joke it's on the fun. market on the marketing <laughs> side on the marketing side of things the biggest problem that the crypto problem the crypto world has right now is that it's filled with crypto bros and that's the problem right oh now. man the yeah i'm okay i won't even start on that yes i hear you i'm with you I'm All right, but go. I'm going to move on roll, because there's lots to Eric's got to move on. So we're going to go ahead and do our little uh, sign off. Thank that you, was a Eric. Good show, by the way, guys. That was lovely. And uh, thanks for the suggestion on that one. That was a really great double feature. And uh, Eric, it makes me want to read the book. So I'll let you know if I read the book. <laughs> do it. Damn. Nice. That was a fun show. Nice. Fun show. Uh, we'll obviously be in touch with each other. But for everyone else, we will see you in 2022. Uh, and thank you so much for being part look of this. At the store, more stuff's going up. Yeah. And, and if you're listening to the podcast, we're already well into 2022 and you're going, what the fuck are you guys talking about? So apologies for that. But you know what? You should join our live show and then it'll make more sense. Exactly. <laughs> and talk about us on Facebook, et cetera. Uh, not Facebook. Don't talk We're about in a web three world. That's right. We should talk we, about us on the blockchain. Oh shit! You know what, what we gotta mean? do? What the hell? I just realized. Like, what the hell am I talking about? We need to start a martini giant discord server and i'm actually yes, not kidding about about, about this so, no I, I have discord yes absolutely yes i do too so sense. if you guys want to think about that and supporting us on discord i'm absolutely all in for that because so, you think you, the dan Thron can blather with his mouth wait do you see what he can write <laughs> yeah, yeah. Discord, Jesus. discord we're already pretty active on twitter which is also helping for web3 you know, yeah anyway all right all right you guys ready yes drink talk drink